If you look at Mr. Pillsbury, the leading authority on China, he was on a good show. I won't mention the name of the show recently. And he was saying that China has total respect for Donald Trump and for Donald Trump's very, very large brain. He said, Donald, Donald Trump, they don't know what to do. It never happened. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. Uh, I'm Harrison. Harrison, have you ever used Postmates? You know, Postmates, they deliver food. Yeah, yeah. And I think I briefly delivered for fucking Postmates at some point. Well, it's kind of like a, like Uber for food, right? Right. Correct. So wait, wait, why did you briefly do it? Did you get fired for eating their food? No, there was like a thing where you could do it through like Uber Eats, you know? Oh, okay, and I also did deal. Postmates. It was just, I stopped doing it because it wasn't. It's it, like you don't make money. You don't. You break even. Basically, that's what I've heard with yeah. Postmates. Yeah. With all that the, shit, you break even. Well, Uber, I heard you can make money, but you're paying for your own gas and wear and tear of your car. Yeah, if you're leasing a car, maybe. If you yeah, own if the you're car, leasing, if you own a car, I mm-hmm. think it's yeah, yeah. I think the wear and tear of your car would outweigh mm-hmm. the profit you're making. Yeah, and it, it also depends on gas prices. <laughs> I just I don't. I've never used Postmates, uh-huh. and I also don't don't understand why you would use Postmates because. You could just order food and get up off your ass and go fucking pick it up. Like, why can't you go pick up your own fucking food or walk over and get your food? Uh, because you're a shut-in like me. Well, then have and, it delivered from the place. Uh, that is having it delivered. Postmates. Kind of. I mean, you're Some paying places, a third party to go pick it up for you. It's, a, it's for places that don't deliver, It's right? for places that don't deliver, yeah. Or, they, they or they've that. established their delivery through Postmates rather than having to hire and manage their own delivery person. I, That's I what it know. is. I, I, don't know, I don't know what is hard to grasp about this fucking concept. Because I go you know? get my own food. I'll go then pick it up. What's the other one? Dine, DoorDash or whatever the fuck? I, 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 mm. I don't use those services yeah. because I, I, mean, I feel you, they're unnecessary. They're, you, you end up paying you know, at least twice what you'd pay if you went to pick it up. Yeah. Exactly. But, Maybe it's because I'm too Jewish to use Postmates. But sometimes it's like, sometimes it's like, man, I can't leave the house. It's hard. Well, so my girlfriend has mm. that sentiment. She uh, mm. she uses Postmates all the time. Yeah. She uses it. She orders all their like ramen, you know, whatever. Um, ramen. From, oh, she gets oh, yeah. Ramen okay. delivered yeah, Postmates. Yeah. She goes to this restaurant that uh, I I really don't like. It's called yeah. Squirrel. Have you ever been to Squirrel? Squirrel. Yeah, it's on Vir- It's no. on Virgil. S Q I R L. Squirrel. Um, it's a place that like is one of those fancy breakfast not, not fancy it's a hip LA breakfast spot and mm. they're done like I think they they close at like 3 mm. they open at like 8 and close at 3 and there's always a line of Silver Lake hipsters like white Silver Lake people in skinny jeans mm. and uh, hip haircuts standing in line because they want to line up for an hour to eat their food in this fucking place mm. I, I can't stand it yeah it's like first of all what do they I, serve there? Fancy breakfast. Okay, yeah. It's yeah. like very yeah. hip. I don't know, like uh, goat cheese, like special goat raspberry goat cheese 
toast like on a you know a very specific kind of like fancy pumpernickel bread or whatever yeah. and it's like again it costs like 15 bucks mm. i just i don't know i i hate standing in line for anything yeah, I won't stand let alone there. breakfast and that's one thing that women love women love to get up and go have brunch go have breakfast it's a thing girls like to do yeah and i'm cool with it whatever i'll go deal with it as long as i don't have to stand in a fucking line for an hour and there's plenty of places in LA you can go that you don't have to stand in line for an hour. Usually, the I, I, I find brunch. Forget it. Uh, On the I, weekend, forget it. There, there are places you can go. Maybe they're not as good as fucking Squirrel. Mm, mm. You know, it's and Squirrel. Like every time you go there, you'll see like someone like uh, Michael Sarah mm. eating or Jonah Hill or someone like that. Mm. You're just like a hip LA Silver Lake person because and and those I don't know if they maybe they have to stand in line too. Who knows? I don't know. I hate that place. Anyway. My girlfriend the other day, she's been using Postmates for quite a while. She ordered Postmates from Squirrel, and it was delivered um, by this woman that uh, that she said like the woman came up and like finally delivered food, and she'd forgotten like she even ordered. But I guess it took mm. kind of a long time. And the woman delivered the food, and the woman was like, she's probably maybe in her sixties, mm. and kind of weird looking, like mm. frazzled hair. And was uh, like she had like kind of gray frazzled hair. She was sort of unkempt, and also just like. And she said she smelled kind of like bo. Okay. And she like delivered the food, and she was fucking mad. She was pissed. She was like, it took so long because she went to Squirrel. Squirrel wasn't done yet, so she had to wait thirty minutes, and she had to go through all this traffic to get yeah. here to even deliver the food. And it was just complaining about all this stuff. And uh, like my girlfriend's kind of looking at her, I was like, okay, uh, all right, well, thanks. Yeah. I just kind of got the food, and the woman's just like sitting there she's like fuck postmates and fuck squirrel and was just pissed yeah and she's like well that was weird so anyway she didn't think anything of it next day we came back home and there's a letter on her door yeah and uh i was like what's this i opened the letter and it was like all caps yeah and it was typed in and it was basically from that woman and she was saying do you understand how much money i actually earn from postmates yeah and she went in to describe how like you know, the order costs this much. It costs her this much in gas and her time to go yeah. over and pick up this order from, from a squirrel. And then she had to wait on top of that for an extra 20 minutes for the order to That's be prepared. That's why I stopped doing it. Exactly. Yeah. And then she, and she's like, so this is all, everything I had to do for you not to tip me. Mm. She's like, do you understand what this cost me for you not to leave a tip? And my girlfriend was like, you know, much like Uber and Lyft, you don't tip when the food's delivered to you. Or when you when they drop you off, usually you open up the app, yeah, and then it's like you give them a rating, and it says you want to tip a dollar, yeah, tip two dollars, right. and then you tip, yeah. So that's what she normally does. She's like, I'll usually tip when I use mm. the app again. I don't mm. know, I didn't even think about it, yeah. And so this woman wrote this whole letter, and then she ended it saying, "I live in your neighborhood, like right right down the street, yeah, and I've seen you walking around here before." <laughs> She's like, and then she was like writing this whole thing. She was, and then yeah. she ended it. Like at the end, when she signed it, and at the bottom, she signed it with like a pen, like this weird Wiccan-looking symbol. I'll have to show it to you if the okay. letters around here. It it looks weird. It's like kind of an inverted pentagram thing. Yeah. And so my girlfriend was like, "What do I do?" She's like, "This is weird." What? Yeah. The, 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 okay. What, so what would you do? I would need to see the symbol. You're gonna have to show me the symbol. I'll see if I can find it. I don't okay. know if I have it. It just maybe it was just she just drew it. I don't know if it's a Wiccan symbol. I thought it was a Wiccan symbol because she looks like an old witch. Like my girlfriend's like, she kind of looked like an old, like, I don't know if she's an Armenian lady or whatever, but she looked like an old witch. If it's like the elder sign or the yellow sign, I, I, I'd watch out. Yeah, what are you going to do, though? Are it's going to be like, drag me to hell. Well, that's what it's, I said. It's going to be, drag, first thing it's I gonna said. be I was dragging like, me to hell. You've seen drag me to hell. She's yeah. like, no, it's that. I was like, 
Well, in it, the, the woman didn't give a loan to this Armenian witch lady. Yeah. Next thing you know, she got a button from Satan, and Satan wants the button back. Yeah. And uh, and what was the demon? Like the Labna demon or something? Uh, it was um, Lamia. Yeah, the, Lamia. 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 Yeah. I think yeah. Labna is actually a yogurt La- dish. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Um, that's what I was saying to her. I was like, you should, you know, you should yeah, this be is worried like about this. Yeah, this is just the shitty app version of Drag Me to Hell. <laughs> totally. Like, like Drag Me to like, Hell, but, the, you know, the E is a three. Well, so anyway, then, she know, was like, what do yeah. I do? And I'm like... I think you should tip the lady. Yeah. Maybe go in there and give her a shitty tip and like leave a comment like, I don't appreciate you. Because she didn't just leave it on the on her mailbox. She mm. walked in our house up to our door. Oh, sure. And put it on the door. Yeah. And obviously she lives in the neighborhood and knows where we live. Yeah. And I was like, maybe you should do something like that. Just do mm. that. And she goes, well, I, I'm going to post on Facebook and see what my Facebook friends say. Mm. And her Facebook friends, a lot of them were like, oh, maybe she's having a bad day. But a lot of them were like, oh my God, she crossed the line. Like that's mm. And there are several people from Post that delivered for Postmates mm. that said, you know, that's you're not allowed to do that. You're breaking a rule. Yeah, it's veiled. I mean, it seems like a veiled threat. Well, you're not allowed to yeah. harass somebody yeah, 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 who yeah. didn't tip you. And, and the fact that, you know, the fact of the matter is she was going to tip her. It's just she wasn't going to tip her instantly. Right. And so anyway, um, she ended up giving her like a 10% tip mm-hmm. and then left. Like there's a part on the on the app where it says, was there a problem with your order? And she wrote, like, you know, this is weird that this woman came and left a letter on my door mm. and it just kind of alarmed me. Yeah. So the next day, she got an email from Postmates that said, the woman's been fired. <laughs> <laughs> so now she's, like, freaking out. And she told me this. Yeah. And she left because she's in New York for this weekend. Oh, is, is that why I saw Lamia sitting in your living room when I came in? <laughs> That's is probably that... one of the cats. Oh, actually. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's that new cat. The oh, deaf one. all right. Yeah, yeah. I get them but, mixed up but now with, I'm uh, like horrific demons. I wasn't involved with this, but now I don't know if I'm complicit because I live with her. Yeah. So I'm going to be dragged to hell, too. You're like Justin Long. You're exactly. You're like Justin Long. I'm like Justin Long and, and drag me to hell. I mean, you're, I've said that many, many times. You're a lot like Justin Long. But she's all nervous. Like, she's scared to, like, leave the house. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, should I wear a wig or something? I'm like, what are the odds the woman, like, is watching us? But who knows? Mm. I mean, she was weird. She was witchy. Yeah. Like, what would you do now? Um, I like attention. You so, know? <laughs> would you so, go try to find her? No, I just feel like, oh, this, it'd be, like, fun, exciting for me. You know? <laughs> Someone actually cares about you. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it'd be fun to like figure out, you know, like, oh, what, pra- you know, what, you know, style of ma- magic does she practice? And, you know, try to figure know it if- out and get counteract the hex, you know, you know, it might be in, uh, yeah. you know, a hypothetical on my part because I, mm. I was just saying it was a weird signature that's why I was thinking she was witchy and then the way she described the woman she kind of sounds like an old Armenian witch right like crazy hair and just yeah. old and mm. smelled like patchouli and B.O. <laughs> who knows <laughs> anyway I'm, I'm just waiting to see if there's gonna be like a dead rabbit on her doorstep or something yeah yeah no. She, she smelled like sage and old soup. And that's how I knew she was a witch. <laughs> and I knew she was a witch. Yeah. You know, yeah. if it was the 1970s, yeah. I think I'd probably hire uh, Michael and Suzanne Bear Carson to hunt down this witch. Yeah. And kill her because they're professional witch killers. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I was reading about this over the weekend. and uh, That was the longest Postmates witch-related intro I've Build ever up, heard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, yeah. it was funny because I was thinking about it when it happened. I was like, you know, this is a good good segue okay. into the story of Michael and Suzanne Bear Carson. Right. Yeah. The, the San Francisco witch killers. Um, yeah, I'm sure this, you know, the story is well known in the Bay Area. I don't know how many people know about it internationally, but people say that they're a serial killer couple. But when you kill three people, is that serial killing? They, you know, they weren't you get that, it. that successful at the killing. Well, they're not that well known. Yeah, know? and I haven't yeah. really seen too much written about them. Yeah. I know uh, they were recently up for parole a few years ago, and the daughter came, like the daughter of, uh, of Michael Carson came forward and was like, this guy should never be released. Right. And uh, wrote, wrote like something in uh, Huffington Post about it, about growing up as a, the daughter of a serial killer. Yeah. But when they say serial killer, I think of someone like Dahmer, who had like, you know, what, 15, 16 victims, or like the Green River Killer, or like Gacy had multiple mm. victims. They had three. And to be quite honest, we're going to get into the story here, they got pretty, pretty fucking lucky. Like, there were so many times where they should have been caught. Yeah. And I go, we'll read through the story, you'll be like, how did these idiots, these bumbling killer, hippie killers not get caught? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, quite an interesting story. So... It all started in the 70s here. Uh, James Carson. Uh, James Carson uh, uh, was the hippie son of an oil executive. He had a wife and a young daughter named Jen, and Jen's the one that wrote that article about her father. Uh, he had a master's degree in like Chinese studies. He was living in Phoenix, Arizona. And you know, at, at the time, like when uh, Jen, the daughter here was young, she says he was a wonderful father. And she was like, I was like a daddy's girl. But when she was about five years old, her dad's behavior started changing. Mm. And uh, I guess he became kind of violent. And uh, the, her mother ended up leaving with her daughter. But James was like, ah, I don't even really care about my former family. Because he met this new lady, Suzanne Barnes, who uh, was the daughter of a newspaper executive and uh, a well-heeled country club divorcee with two teenage kids. Yeah. So she was actually, you know, both of them were kind of from like an upscale background. Um, and so he met her. And then... Uh, yeah, they just kind of hit it off. They met mm -hmm. at a party, hit it off. He just forgot about his old family. It's like, who cares? Uh, they traveled throughout Europe for like a year or two. And it was just like a classic hippie couple. Do you have a picture of them? Uh, yes, I do, sir. Yeah. Get these fuckers. A lot of people look like that. But, you know, there's a lot of people actually in L.A. that look like that now. That's true. You know, with a beard. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Long hair. Got a picture, picture of him here. But what, very... yeah, he looks kind of Manson-y, you know? She looks yeah. kind of... She looks kind of Mary Tyler Maury, you know? Very Haight-Ashbury, right. circa late 60s, yeah. early 70s. Yeah. You know, part of the whole hippie culture. What's funny about that, when they went to... So in like 70, I think it was 78, when they were traveling around Europe, um, they decided that's where they like started preaching about this religion they came up with, their crusade against witchcraft. They actually got married at Stonehenge, like beneath the light of the moon. They had this whole ritualistic Oh, that wedding. was them. Yeah. Oh, okay. You were talking about that earlier. I just thought it was like some random couple. No, no. Facebook, it, they they got something. married. At okay, okay. So I was thinking, I was like, God, yeah. that's a hell of a destination wedding. That is. Yeah. You know, if I ever, you know, if I ever get married, which is doubtful, I wouldn't mind doing that. Right. And just making everybody wear like, you know, robes. Like I don't druids. think they let you in the stones anymore. Don't they yeah. have it fenced off now? Yeah, but you don't think you could organize it where you can like Maybe if you them? were like that guy that co-founded Facebook or whatever. You Zuckerberg? Know. No, the other guy. 
Um, Sean Parker or whatever, you know, the oh, guy who yeah, did the fucking Game of Thrones wedding when, and like, in like the Redwoods. destroyed an entire Redwood <laughs> forest to have a Game of Thrones wedding because well, he found a Napster. Right to the, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you could pay to do it. Right. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it still sounds kind of cool. Like at midnight, yeah. you know, under the pagan moon, we will have our, uh, but but as you were saying before we were talking about, it's like it's up to me right. what the wedding will be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like whatever she wants. And I highly doubt her family's going to be cool. Like, oh, yeah, we get to wear druid outfits, go to Stonehenge. Right. <laughs> Hell of a destination wedding there. Anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, when they came back from Europe, they uh, took up residence in San Francisco, Haight-Ashbury area. And they fit into it, fit into hippie culture, drugs, art, mysticism, you know, all the counterculture activities. Yeah. You know, actually, which seems rather appealing to me, I would have been all down. Would you have been totally down with that? Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would have ever dressed like, look like a hippie. I mean, I don't think I could really, I don't think I could pull off the long hair and the beard. Maybe the beard. I don't know. Yeah. I've never seen you with a beard. So yeah. I don't, I don't think I can grow a full, uh, full on beard or get all patchy. Um, patchy. Anyway, uh, Suzanne here, the, uh, the, the, the wife, uh, was the mastermind and Michael was her loyal accomplice. And this is what's, this is all according to, uh, Michael's daughter, Jen. She said that Suzanne tipped her already mm. mentally, mentally ill father over the edge. Mm. So it was after he met her that, uh, he became like full on killer. Like right. developed the killer. He was already becoming violent by the time she was five when she was married to uh, her mother, or when he was married to the mother. But then uh, when he met Suzanne, that's when he kind of went over the edge hmm. into full, like, I'm now a killer, and we're going to go on a crusade against witches. <laughs> so when, she, when they got married... I mean, if you're going to go on a crusade... Yeah, might as well be witches. That's a good one. Well, you it's know? funny it's when you look at... To my top they, five crusades. ...who they claim as witches. It's like right. anybody who crosses them, who thwarts right. them in any way, it's like, yeah. you're a witch, yeah. <laughs> and now we can kill you because it's part of our crusade. Mm. Um... So Suzanne, once they got married and everything, and he basically became her accomplice, she renamed him Michael after the archangel who fought the devil in, uh, you know, in the Bible. Sure. Uh, she, was also, she was also like around 10 years older than him and uh, definitely was the puppet master in this relationship. Um, so there's a part where Jen in her uh, Huffington Post story, the daughter, talked about weekends at the stepmother's house. So apparently when he left the mom... When he left, like his mother, and didn't really care about trying to salvage that relationship with the original mother, um, Jen still kind of like would visit. I guess he had visitation, mm. so she'd still go stay at the father and the stepmother on the weekends. And uh, the way she described it's not funny, but the way she describes the home, something out of like a horror film. So they'd go to like her Scottsdale townhouse where the father lived with her, uh, where uh, Suzanne and uh, Michael Barnes lived. Uh, it and first of all, I mean Scottsdale. Oof. Scottsdale, yeah. yeah. She said the house resembled a haunted forest. Instead of lighting or furniture, the entire home is filled with dozens and dozens of tall potted trees. She says at night, she'd lie awake in a sleeping bag on the floor as I looked at the dark shadows on the wall and thought of my last meal days before because <laughs> she would never be fed when she was there. <laughs> This girl's five. Yeah. Eat the plants. What do you think <laughs> yeah, they're eat there the for? Plants yeah. In this scary home. Yeah. She says, in addition to not feeding me, Suzanne was uh, verbally and physically abusive. She said she'd often try to find food by climbing the kitchen drawers like a ladder to get on the counter. <laughs> Mostly, she tried to wake up the father and Suzanne, who were both passed out 
after dropping acid all night and were just lying naked on the only piece of furniture in the entire house. A king-size waterbed in the bedroom. Ah, nice. <laughs> was this the early 80s or something? This was like 1978. Okay, okay. The 70s. You know, my, I remember when my parents got divorced. Um, this was like in the mid-80s or something. And my dad had an apartment for a little while, and he had a waterbed. He had a waterbed. He had a waterbed. <laughs> I wanted one so bad. My brother had one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wanted one so bad. My parents were like, no. Because yeah. it, it was such a debacle with my brother. Those things are so hard to maintain. Are they really? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... They're... I mean, they're very heavy. Mm. And then to fill it up... And the funniest thing about my parents leaving my brother at the waterbed is uh, it was in the basement. So once mm. they put in the basement, there's no getting that thing out of the basement. Yeah. And like you had to run a hose like through one of the, the windows in there to fill it up. And so my brother never took care of it. Like you're supposed to like like a, like a swimming pool. You're supposed yeah. to fill like chlorine, chlorine and all the other chemicals in it. He never did anything. What happens if you don't so, put chlorine well, in Well, when he moved, it was just yeah. sitting there in the house for years. It was cold because the heater, the heat didn't work. And it was like, when you sat on it, it was almost like it had some kind of gelatinous green goo inside. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I remember, yeah. the only reason I remember is when uh, my parents eventually moved, yeah. we had to figure out a way, me and Jeremy and Big Jerry, had to figure <laughs> out a way to get that fucking thing out of the basement. And like, we couldn't, you couldn't get the goo out of it. Right. <laughs> so we had to like... Yeah, we had to like slice it open and try to like put it in buckets. Organisms that evolved into fish that like <laughs> that grew feet eventually, you know. <laughs> well, Jesus, you know, inside that thing, I couldn't even imagine how much sperm was all over that waterbed. Uh, so yeah. you, I'm thinking there, my brother might have like fathered different life forms, <sighs> yeah, or something. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I love how like a lot of landlords are like no waterbeds. Still, mm. that's in your lease, hmm. as if you're gonna where are you gonna get a waterbed? It's yeah, it's kind of a weird thing that like doesn't it's doesn't exist anymore i don't even know you where know? you get one it's like ska it's yeah. just like where are you gonna find it it's not around so uh she said after one of her last visits with the father she told her mom about the house and the trees and the nakedness mm. and then the the other thing she mentioned that suzanne scratched her back like really hard with jagged fingernails mm. leaving a mark and she said that uh while she was doing it suzanne kept screaming you're a demon and that you need to die it's her stepmom. And so she showed, uh, she looked at her shirt and the mom, like her real mom, her biological mom was just like shocked. Mm. And so after that, she was like, you'll never have to see them again. Mm. So she said she never actually saw her father till like years yeah. later when she visited him in prison. <laughs> Meanwhile, Suzanne yeah. and Michael adopted the surname of Bear. So they changed it from Carson and went to Bear. Right. And Suzanne believed herself to be a yogi and a mystic with knowledge of past, present, and future events. Okay. This is exactly the problem with LSD. Yeah. So once you start, like, experimenting a drug... Like, LSD was such a new drug. Like, now I think if people were doing a lot of LSD, I don't think you'd immediately think you were, like, a yogi and a mystic. But back then, no one really did drugs. I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't like, a common thing. It's like it was a new thing. So was, everybody yeah. was doing all sorts of, like, really potent LSD. Right. And losing their minds... Well, it's it, well. First of all, I, I think that these two people probably had some kind of schizoaffective disorder, yeah, like predisposition you know. And to it's it. like, and this is whenever somebody because people ask me a lot, they're like, "Oh, I want to try LSD or something," and I'm always like, "Just do mushrooms or something," because you don't know. Like, if you have something, it's gonna fucking boom. 
you know it's yeah. gonna unlock that shit i've seen it happen many 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 times I've, you know i've always told people i mean I, i've done yeah. a lot of lsd yeah we i mean we did a lot in the 90s yeah i mean i did it, i've done a lot of it but it's unpredictable but that's the thing i've always told people it's like it's a really bizarre way to have fun it's like mm. making yourself schizophrenic for eight hours yeah like does that sound fun to you <laughs> to me it doesn't like, at right. least mushrooms is kind of pleasant yeah. you, you know you have fun in it what like four hours yeah maybe three or four Depends. acid acid can go on for like eight to twelve hours yeah it's yeah. ugh god I would never do that now uh, the pair claim to be vegetarian Muslim warriors mm. who believe that witchcraft homosexuality and abortion were reasons to kill people yeah, they believe their higher power called on them to kill these enemies for their own protection and for the sake of the country's future. Hmm. So they're like superheroes, like the Avengers. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you're when you're schizophrenic and you're doing a lot of LSD and you live in Haight Ashbury, you're just gonna kind of get a, a a mishmash of all the things floating around and you're making it. Well, that's the weird thing is yeah. she kind of created her own DIY yeah. religion, but she called it Islam. You know, Which is a bit of a misnomer. Thing. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it seems like she just kind of like, yeah, this is a religion, but she doesn't, you know. Well, why no... not give it a new name? Yeah. You know, if you're going to like make a pastiche of all these different things going along, right. going around, like why not call it like Scientology or something? I mean, the yeah. Scientologists did it. Yeah. It's like call, it, call yourselves like the, the Tempe Warriors or something. I don't know. <laughs> One thing I always found that that was weird is is that um, uh, like on, on Mad Men, you, like yeah, Roger yeah, Sterling that. starts doing a lot of LSD and it's because he's like from a previous generation he has no like when you do LSD you have like some basis for what psychedelic imagery is you know so it's like your your trip kind of goes along that lines because you you listen to Pink Floyd and you've seen fucking stupid we, posters well, we and whatever. Have, we've already done these yeah, drugs yeah. before. But it's like, but I remember him is like, his hallucination was like, he saw the 1919 World Series or something, yeah. you know, <laughs> like hallucinated it in the bathtub because he had no like basis of, of, you know, a psychedelic baseline. Yeah, exactly. Which is interesting to me. Whereas like these people too, I mean, they, you know, they already had, I think they definitely had some kind of element of schizophrenia there. Oh, yeah. And it just built onto it. Yeah. It's literally you know? the worst thing you can do. Yeah. If you have I that. mean, to be honest, what this DIY religion that she did here is basically just justification for their future crimes. Yeah. You know, they can be like, oh, it's our religion. That's why we need to kill people. Hmm. So that they did. They did kill a lot of people. Well, not a lot. They killed three. And uh, I'm, it's amazing that they didn't even get caught after the first one. So their first victim, they killed with a frying pan because Suzanne labeled her a psychic vampire. That was their, their roommate, right? Yeah, their roommate. Yeah. Um, psychic va vampire was a term that was kind of thrown around a lot. In it the was. 60s. Anton LaVey uh, yeah. in the, in the uh, Satanic Bible refer uses that term a lot. Yeah. You know, frequently. Well, there's a, lot of these a lot of these new vampires now, they, they like psychically drain you psychically you drain know, you yeah, yeah. it's like, like it, it, uh, it's not like they're physically draining your blood it's yeah. they're psychologically draining you yeah so the first victim here was their roommate Hayden Ashbury uh, Karen Barnes a 23 year old aspiring actress according to Suzanne while hitchhiking in a rainstorm she received clear orders to return home and end the life of her roommate who had been a witch all this time right so I love how like all of a sudden she has this epiphany mm. walking in a rainstorm I'm like you know what she's a witch and we need to kill her right yeah because that, that's how it happens totally normal 
And um, it, 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 it's probably just because she's been like slacking on the chore wheel or whatever. You know? <laughs> well, there's actually uh, they later on they, uh, they they found the true motive behind it. But mm. since childhood, Suzanne claimed to be a psychic. Mm. And in her confession, she stated the reason for killing Barnes was that she was a psychic vampire witch who blocked Suzanne's own psychic abilities. So okay. that's why she had to be destroyed. Mm. But it turned out the real reason was uh, that she and Michael uh, grew upset with uh, Karen Barnes because she declined to enter into a polyamorous relationship with them. Mm. Which was another thing that was quite trendy at that time. Yeah. Even though, I mean, people are still in poly relationships now. Yeah. But back then, I think it was a new thing. With the hippies. Right. It sounds like that uh, Karen was like, yeah, I'm not into it. Hmm. And so she was like, okay, well, we need to kill her because she's a witch. Unicorn so, killers. Yeah. <laughs> so she commanded uh, Michael to hit Barnes over the head with a frying pan as the girl was just preparing herself a snack in the kitchen. And, you what know, is, the frying pan did not actually complete the job. What is he, Bugs Bunny? What <laughs> <laughs> kind of way is that to kill somebody? It's utilitarian. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like, she was probably, you need to kill him. He's like, well, what? She's like, I don't know, pan. Yeah. It's like, Bam. Mm. But apparently, I think he, I don't think it's like one hit's going to do it. Yeah. You know? So uh, he ended up stabbing her like 13 times. Yeah. Uh, the pair claimed self-defense here, though, with that one. Right. So uh, they left. They just mm. left the body and just took off. And apparently, that was enough to confound the police. They're like, mm. oh, we have a body. Who, will, who could be responsible here? Had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of unbelievable. Because wouldn't you go and say, like, who's on this lease? Yeah. <laughs> then maybe it's the sixties and they didn't do that. Yeah. They didn't have I, leases. I think if it was like if they had to go like more than a block travel more than a block to beat up hippies for no reason in San Francisco, they're yeah. like, fuck it. You know? <laughs> well they're it. saying too that, do it. that uh Susanna and Michael kinda of blended in with all the other flower children. You right. Know? So it's kinda of hard to discern the differences between them. Yeah. And I don't think anyone had IDs. Hmm. Like, I don't know if people carried... I know they didn't have driver's licenses. They were like, who cares? Hmm. So maybe it was difficult to find them. Now, the second person they were convicted of killing... Because in their names probably weren't even on the lease anyway. They had them. No, I don't probably even think it was like, a oh, lease. yeah, who's, the, who's on the lease? Sagebrush and Wolfheart. You know, <laughs> exactly, who the fuck that's how are it was. they? All right. <laughs> so the second person they were convicted of killing was an old co-worker of theirs named Clark Stevens... <laughs> who they worked with on a marijuana farm in uh, Humboldt County. Hmm. You know, they've been growing marijuana in Humboldt for a long time. Sound like you're like a Pepperidge Farm commercial there. They've been growing marijuana in Humboldt County for a long time. I'm just surprised that, like, you know, with the the war on drugs, that the Hmm. cops and the FBI just never just went over there and just cleared that area out. I I, I think they tried to. I mean, you know, I'm sure that farm didn't, have a longevity of fucking decades. I'm surprised you know? Nancy Reagan didn't get like a troop of mm. brigade together mm. just to go burn down all the Humboldt County mm. and destroy mm. all the marijuana. Yeah. But dude, they've been growing weed there for decades. Yeah. And good weed too. Mm. Now they call that area the Emerald Triangle. Okay. Uh, but there, but there were a lot of crimes that happened then. But anyway, uh, they're working as uh, ranch hands, uh, working for Stevens. And uh, the couple became quite displeased with his heavy drinking and loud voice. <laughs> yep, they said it was disrespectful towards God, and thereby he must be a witch. Ah, okay. <laughs> so uh, that means he needs to be destroyed, obviously. You know, in, later in the court case, uh, Michael was saying that, um, that he actually tried to rape uh, Suzanne. Okay. And that's one of the reasons why uh, they ended up killing him, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so anyway, May of 1982, they shot Stevens using an old pistol filled with expired bullets. Fucking Cotton Mather was more judicious with witch <laughs> accusations than, than these people. Uh, these My two God. are just, I think it's like, if it was, you know, if, if anyone thwarted them, yeah. you're a witch. Right. You get in my way, you're a witch, you gotta die. Yeah. So it took two bullets in the head to kill Stevens. And uh, to prevent his body from being found, they decided to, being found by dogs, they covered it in chicken manure. Because mm. that masks all odors, I suppose. It burned Probably. it. And they buried the remains in the woods. But mm. he wasn't, they didn't burn him completely. Because mm. I don't think they really know what they're doing. It's Plus hard they're to on burn all that someone LSD. completely. Yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Yeah, but, um, but if you're on a farm, could you like put him in a barrel and just keep burning him until it's done? No one's gonna find it. You know, maybe. No come yeah. In. Wasn't it like he was trying to get onto the land and they're like, "No, you can't come on to your this own. guy." Yeah, your no, own it farm. Just said, it sounded sound like this guy owned the land and then they, they just ended up uh, killing him. Yeah. Because it was like I heard it was like he drove up to the thing and they're like you're not coming in here and then they oh, they, they took f- over they his fought. Land? yeah they like, took it over and they fought and then killed him I don't know mm. I didn't see that part yeah yeah maybe I mean it's like when you, you hire security that's like too good and you they know? just end they up don't like even doing, let you having on. a coup yeah taking ED two hundred nine or something you know well so two weeks later Stevens was reported missing and investigators found his partially burned remains in the woods. And because they buried him right next to his ID, hmm. they easily identified him. And then it was like, okay, well, who are the suspects here? Yeah. Oh, maybe the two shady ranch hands that hmm. you hired. <laughs> uh, but they had already split at yeah. that point. Um, but among the belongings that they left behind uh, near, the, near where the, the guy was buried was an anti-government manifesto hmm. and a kill list. Oh. Which is always uh, a good way to like... Uh, you know, make yourself look guilty. Yeah. Let's have a kill list. Um, it had a list of celebrities and politicians they wanted to assassinate, including Johnny Carson and Ronald Reagan, for some reason. Uh, well, Ronald Reagan, I can understand. Johnny Carson, yeah, well, you know. Don't you think Reagan, Reagan was against homosexuals. He was against uh, abortion. You'd think they'd be like, all right, he might be down with the vegetarian tofu warrior religion. Yeah, Okay. Now, Johnny Carson, point. yeah, what, what did he ever do? Yeah. And what about Ed McMahon? If you're going to kill Johnny, you got to kill Ed McMahon. Do you, though? I think so. Mm. I think the two go hand in hand. Because what's Ed McMahon going to do without Johnny Carson? He'd be dead anyway. Star Search. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. You know what's funny? I was thinking about that the other day. Like, American Idol and all those things... You know, at first, everyone's like, oh, American Idol, this novel thing where people, like, go and perform. It's like, people have been doing that shit forever. Yeah. It's not some new thing. When are people going to get tired of that? Oh, God. I, you know? Ugh. Yeah. God. Everyone's special, according to their parents. Um, so the third victim, this is the last victim, because they shot him on, a, on the 101 freeway in front of multiple witnesses. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. This whole couple, yeah. they're just, they're, they're idiots. Yeah. Not cut out for the serial killing game. Mm. Definitely not. Uh, so this is uh, about a year later, March 1983. They've been on the run. Like, they'd just been on the run after they killed Stevens. And uh, they're hitchhiking around Bakersfield. And this guy named John Helliar picked them up. So at some point, uh, they're riding north. And uh, Suzanne decided that Helliar was a witch. Mm. Needed to die. So uh, about after 300 miles together, an argument and a physical altercation broke out 
amongst Hellyar and the bears, which caused him to stop the car. Three got out of the car. The altercation continued. Suzanne jumped on his back and just started stabbing him. And then Michael got control of Hellyar's gun and shot him right in the face. Hmm. So this all happened on the side of the 101 freeway, which is like, I don't know, one of the heaviest traffic freeways in right. California. Yeah. You know? And so... Uh, and it was probably like people were just like, well, I'm, already late. I'm already late as it is, you know? <laughs> but they, you know, passerbys called yeah. police and then there was a high-speed chase because they got back into his car and they were caught and arrested here. So that pretty much ends this... Uh, uh, ill-fated killing spree. Mm. You know, he killed like three people there. Not too many witches right. that died there. Um, also, I mean, so men can be witches too. Yes. I thought, men, I thought male witches were warlocks. I, that's, a, that's a misnomer. Is that a misnomer? Yeah. So I don't know who ever came up with that. So the, what's a warlock? <sighs> it's like a, like like a sorcerer, a necromancer. So what's the difference between a sorcerer and a witch? There isn't really and about the yeah. same thing. Like a witch can, you know, it depends on who you ask. There's different de- definitions for witches, you know. Hmm. Like te- technically, you could call a sorcerer a witch. You could call a fucking necromancer a witch. The general term. Uh, it's a general term. Yeah, yeah. And it applies. It's it's you know uh, androgynous term. It could be yeah. male, female, uh-huh. whatever. Oh yeah. So uh, initially, the Bear Carsons here agreed to plead guilty to the three murders in exchange. For a televised press conference, yeah, which I didn't even think they made deals like that. Yeah, Can, why didn't Manson do that? I've I've I've, I've heard about that. They've Where you could that. be like, I'll do a press conference, but I'll plead if I get a press conference. Yeah, I, I remember they did that in an episode of fucking um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Remember when <laughs> when Car when when Carl- <laughs> when Will and Carlton he's a witch got pulled over for like no reason just for like just for like DWB. You know, driving while black, Probably. and they were in jail, and they're like, and they're like, you stole this car because it was like a really nice car because it was like a Rolls Royce, whatever the fuck. Well, it was probably his dad. You know, yeah, it was like their Rolls or whatever. Yeah, and uh, and they're like, okay, we'll we'll confess to to stealing it if you let us say it on the news, and then. Who's who, Uncle Phil? Uncle saw Phil, it, yeah. And then yeah. he came down and he's like, I'll have all your jobs. And rah, rah, rah. And then at the end, they had like a serious discussion. And Carlton was like, Oh my God, being black in America is whatever. <laughs> you know? So. We're, yeah. uh, was Uncle Phil like the only black guy that lived in Bel Air? Yeah. I think like so. At the time. Yeah. yeah. And he was a Republican. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> so at the press conference, they admitted to their murders, describing their victims as witches. Who needed to die? Mm. They also espoused their strange combination of hippie spirituality and Muslim beliefs, claiming their murders were done according to the teachings of the Quran. I'm sure the Muslims love that. Yeah. Like all the Yamans were like, don't listen to them. Mm. They're hippies that have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, just before the trial, the couple then recanted their confessions and entered a plea of not guilty. So they're mm. on a news. So they did a televised press conference claiming they were guilty, admitting to, to committing these murders. I tried to find the whole thing because apparently it's like four hours or something. Yeah. Just nonsense. I have, do have a clip though. Oh, do you have a clip from it? Yeah, I have a brief clip that. here. Oh. Uh, just to get a taste of the nonsense. <laughs> As the cameras rolled, Michael gave a six-hour rambling sermon six on his religious beliefs. Evil doesn't create. Good, good is creative and evil uh, is like a, a, a parasite or a leech that does, it, it can't create, but it, it, it can only uh, copy. That's why uh, 
powerful evil people are always attracted to, to Suzanne. Michael was... Yeah. <laughs> so, and there was... Six a, hours six of that? Six hours of that, yeah. I'm amazed that they would give, give the guy that much coverage. Yeah. It's like six hours of this hippie just rambling about nonsense about right. the religion. <laughs> I wonder if they even aired it on anything, you know? Because there were only like three channels back then. So yeah, do you think I mean, they that, really aired it or they just told them they aired it? Well, did they do stuff like where... Yeah, because that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, they could record it. Mm. But did they do stuff like that? We have a special with the San Francisco Witch Killers. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. everyone would be like, oh, I got to watch this. Yeah, Geraldo <laughs> used to do that. Remember, yeah. he was like, I'm going into Al Capone's vault. Oh, yeah. And like everyone's yeah. like freaking out about it. But I'm just amazed. I can understand like 15 minutes. Yeah. But six hours. Come on. Yeah. That footage must be somewhere. And even though. just that brief clip, it hurts to listen to it. Just because it's like, it doesn't, you know, it's like trying to read Kierkegaard or something. It just doesn't make sense. And his voice and yeah. the way he looks reminds me of some guy from like Iron and Wine or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some hippie, soft spoken hippie band. Yeah. And she's just sitting there and grinning like a fucking idiot, you know? <laughs> yeah. Do you, have a, do you have the picture of them when they got caught? Yeah. Is when it, look at. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put that on the site. Mm. Like, she's in chains, and they're just smiling, like, yeah. this is great. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, he kind of looks, he kind of has, like, a am in a Wes Anderson movie kind of yeah. vibe, you know? Kind of a the folksy yeah. type of vibe. Like, oh, I'm, you know, hippie Luke Wilson, or whatever, you know? <laughs> you know, another yeah. thing here, too, he wrote an op-ed letter to famous journalist Herb Cain that was published in, like, the San Francisco Chronicle about how no one cared that he'd rid San Francisco of its most dangerous witch, Right. <laughs> no one was like, you're a hero. Like, I don't know what they expected. <laughs> Witch but, parade. But they still publish it. I mean, yeah. do, do killers now, can they do that? Can they get that much? Can you be like, I'm going to publish an op-ed as part of my plea? Yeah, I think you can do that. Wow. Submit kind of, it to CNN and maybe they'll Maybe they'll put something it. in there. Yeah. Hmm. When did the Unabomber do that? Did he do that with his manifesto? Uh, I think the news, newspapers published the manifesto. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he demanded it. He demanded, he demanded they publish they the manifesto. Yeah. yeah. So. What a manifesto that oh, was. Oh, God. So this trial is uh, quite the circus. Yeah. A lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, exposure on it on the news. And uh, a lot of people who claim to be friends with Michael and Suzanne here uh, said that they were warlocks and they testified as expert witnesses. Uh, they argued that Michael and Suzanne had acted in self defense against mm. deadly psychic attacks. Apparently, Michael was a Jew and Suzanne was a Christian. Mm. And uh, they also blamed the Prophet Muhammad for their crimes. Yeah. Which seems to make no sense. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a shame because, like, spectral evidence hadn't been allowed uh, for, for use in American courts in over 200 years, you know? <laughs> so I don't know how they thought that would fly. So the trial ended with Suzanne interrupting the closing statements by yelling, What is my crime? To be beautiful? To be an artist? And then that was followed up with Michael shouting, Death to the Queen! Long live the IRA! Yeah. It's like, where did that come from? <laughs> it's like, what other nonsense can you spout? Yeah. Stop, lay off the LSD there, hippie. Uh, they were convicted on all three murder charges and each received sentences totaling 75 years to life in prison. And in the following years, the witch killers have never shown remorse for their crimes. So yeah, like yeah, that's why they keep yeah. not getting parole. Well, they, in 2015, mm. both convicts were up for parole, mm. and uh, Michael canceled his parole hearing because he said his beliefs had not changed. He refused to show remorse for the murders. Oh. Uh, Suzanne, who uh, similarly would not show remorse for what she did, 
and refused to help her attorney prepare for a case, was denied parole. Yeah. They're both eligible again in 2030, so mm. we'll see what happens then. Um, <laughs> yeah, the daughter here said that she went to visit her dad. Hadn't seen him since she was like four mm. in the, uh, the, 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 the horror house that they lived in Arizona. She was 19, so it was a decade after he'd been arrested. She went to visit her father in prison, her first face-to-face meeting with him since she was a child. He said, or she described it, looking into his face was looking into the eyes of someone with no soul. Hmm. She considered him to be pure evil. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whether or not they were pure evil, they had a lot of dumb luck. Yeah. Because think about this. Like, uh, they wrote their names on the wall next to Karen Barnes' body. Hmm. Like, in blood. Yeah. They should have been caught with that. Right. But, yeah, cops weren't able to follow that lead. Yeah. Uh, when they killed their coworker, everyone knew that they had issues with this guy. Hmm. Should have been caught with that. Never happened. I guess Michael was taken into police custody uh, because an old acquaintance spotted him hitchhiking. But a police error allowed him to walk free. Yeah. So that was in like 1982 before the third murder. So yeah, I don't, you know, I don't really, I don't really know. I mean, I think there was a few key factors that helped. Uh, one was their name changes because they changed it to Baird, which I don't think they did, you know, officially, like in a court. You know, I don't think they went to court to, to officially change their names. But they just started using this new name. Um, so police didn't even know they were the same couple as the Carsons. Mm. So they couldn't track them down that way. Uh, they never appeared in any criminal databases, no driver's license, no, mar- no valid marriage license to use. So they were kind of off the grid. Yeah. Which I don't think you can do in this day and age as easily. No, you can't. I mean, you can kind of, but I think if you're going to get married and you, know, you have to have a marriage license. And also, it's it's kind of hard to like be off the grid when you're hitchhiking. Well, yeah, because yeah, people true. see you all the time. Well, yeah. I mean, people move to like, uh, like what what's that area by the Salton Sea? Yeah, Slab they live City. off the grid. Yeah, yeah, don't they, they do. live off the grid there? Yeah, they do. So, hmm. I mean, there's areas you can. Hmm. But yeah, I, I'm just amazed. I think these people in the '60s, it was probably a little easier to be a serial killer. I think now they would have been caught. Yeah, I mean, there's like DNA testing and whatever. Plus, it'd be, it, in the it'd 60s, be fun, it, the justice system worked a lot differently. Like, you'd get arrested for stealing a car and then just, like, be out the next week and then just, like, get time served. It was weird. The well, justice you get pulled over different. just uh, completely intoxicated and they'd yeah. be like, you know, are you able to drive home safe? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, yeah. well, here's a ticket for speeding. Yeah. And uh, just get home safely. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, now, or sometimes a cop would even drive your car home for you. So, yeah, I think now it'd be a little bit different. But uh, there you go. San Francisco witch killers. Uh, the, you know, the article written by the daughter is actually quite interesting because she was saying how psychologically she was affected later in life by having a father who was a serial killer. Really? That's surprising to me. That's crazy. <laughs> huh. I think it'd be, would that be something you would share with people, like on a first date? Yeah. Like, I, I think it'd be kind of interesting. It is an interesting thing. Yeah, it's like if it comes up, be like, oh, yeah, my dad was a serial killer in the 60s. You ever hear of the, uh, the Bear Carsons? I, I dated this. I, I went on. Dated. I think I went on one date, maybe, with this really hot, like, goth chick in, in L.A. And uh, I met her on, I don't know, OK Cupid or some shit. And um, she was really hot. She was really into the industrial scene here. Which I had to yeah, yeah. pretended to be into, <laughs> and uh, but it was like she was so boring. The most interesting thing about her was that her father was in a cult 
that worshipped the Count of Saint Germain, hmm. who was this like they you know alchemist that that supposedly found immortality and they believed that he did and he's like the savior. Well, was her father still in yeah. the cult? Yeah, and yeah, and the cult still exists. What did you get to? Did you ask her if was she close to her father? I would have been like, hey, can we go to one of their cult meetings? Uh, I started to research the cult after they're they're out like upstate or something. Oh. But yeah, it was the most interesting thing about her. So it's like if she didn't have that, it would have been real, real, real boring, you know. So yeah, well, that's uh, most girls in LA. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, interesting story there. San Francisco witch killers. People, it's episode six fifty five here. Sick and wrong. We have new stories come up next. Uh, but first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. So you might have heard about this story. Uh, it's been making the rounds, but yeah, I gotta say, like this guy, he's like evil MacGyver. Like if MacGyver is evil, hmm. he would have But I think MacGyver would have been better at booby trapping the house than this guy. Yeah. An Oregon man was arrested after an FBI agent was shot inside his booby-trapped home. Uh, an FBI agent compared one of the traps to a scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. Yeah. You know that scene with the Indiana Jones at the beginning? He's uh, being, that boulder's rolling down the, uh -huh. the ravine. He's running from it. Yeah. This guy kind of did something similar to that. There was a boulder? Well, no. He actually used a spa. Like a, like, it's, it's pretty amazing. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, law enforcement officers had responded to uh, a home in Williams, Arizona, a town of only about 2,200 people, at the request of a real estate lawyer tasked with selling off the property. Hmm. Um, Arizona is another one of those weird states. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, you know, people always say Florida is like the weirdest state in the U.S. I'd say Florida is definitely probably the most crime-ridden weird state in the U.S., but Arizona comes it comes yeah. in like a close second. Yeah, it is a place you go to when you just yeah. You, either you've given up, or you want to just change your identity or just, somehow. Yeah, yeah like yeah. live like in a remote desert wilderness. Yeah, and like a lot of people that go there, it's like I feel like that constant heat. Yeah, changes your uh, your your men your psychology your yeah. mentality, mm. and so that's when people become like this guy. Mm. Um, so anyway, yeah, when they got to the when officers uh, arrived at the home, they mm. discovered elaborate booby traps sprinkled throughout the fifteen acres. Yeah, uh, spike strips at the bottom of the driveway, driveway, a rat trap rigged to fire a shotgun round. Yeah, when someone tried to open the door to a detached garage. This is what I do, like in class in like fifth grade, is I draw like a compound with all the different traps all and the spike booby traps and make. the whole thing. Yeah, uh, authorities say the makeshift weapons were the handiwork of former owner Gregory Lee Rodvelt, sixty-seven years old, who was forced to forfeit his property as part of an el elder abuse case brought against him. Hmm. It sounds like he uh, abused his ninety-year-old mother. Mm. Uh, so in 2016, 
his 90-year-old mother and her guardian filed a civil lawsuit against him, which resulted in a $2.1 million judgment against the son. Mm. So it sounds like he came from some money. I mean, 15 acres of land. Yeah. You would think, though... I don't actually even know how much that is. It's a lot. And it's, okay. it's a pretty huge. It's like a yeah. ranch-sized property. Okay. Uh, you would think that uh, if you had that much money... You could build some better booby. This guy did do some good booby traps. Right. But I'm saying, like, I think you could have gone to another level here. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, an an armed standoff outside Phoenix landed him in jail last year. So this guy, th- like, authorities know about this guy. Mm. Like he uh, he's been a, a troublemaker for quite some time. Uh, they released Rodville from custody for two weeks in mid August, so he could tie up loose ends and prepare to turn over his property. Mm. So that's interesting. Like he was in an armed standoff. He was in jail for it. Though to be fair, I think probably in Arizona, like I don't think anyone gets arrested without an armed standoff. <laughs> you know? That's the one thing. It's yeah. like in Arizona, especially rural Arizona, yeah. everybody is armed. Yeah. Everybody. Um, but it's odd that they'd be like, all right, guy who is engaged in armed standoff with police, mm. you got two weeks, wrap up your loose ends, you got to right. come back to jail. Um, so anyway, during that, he was like, yeah, I'm not turning over my property. Instead, I'm going to booby trap this bitch. Mm. And I, you know, I don't even know where, where, how do you research that? Do you just go on the internet researching that or do you hire the A team? That's a good question. YouTube. probably. I was watching uh, predator. Yeah. The first predator the other day. And uh, do you remember that scene where it's like, they decide like, fuck it, we got to fight the predator. Mm. And they just like make this elaborate like series of booby traps all yeah. over just using like sticks and twigs and rocks yeah. and things. So maybe it is something that if you're in that situation, it's just an innate ability. They, well, they teach you that in the ar- if you're like in the army or something. So I guess those guys it's in, in the, the handbook, army. how to do, well, how to build little traps and stuff. Well, I, you, I ever guess the, the, you ever see that handbook, the army handbook? No, there's no. a whole thing about yeah, how to build it's like, like wilderness survival or whatever. It's a whole, and it's like here's what you do with the polar bear, and here's what you do, do Cub with Scouts the walrus. Learn, do Cub Scouts learn this thing? No, no, I don't this? think they do. Well, uh, yeah, I don't think they teach them how to make fucking Ewok traps and fucking <laughs> Cub Scouts. I don't think so. Well, this guy yeah. obviously knew something about building traps because okay. he he kind of uh, I mean he it was impressive what he did I still think he could yeah. have gone to another level still with that amount of money but it was impressive so you know what out you know they do teach you how to how to crush an ATAT walker with two fucking giant logs you know what I think about it yeah <laughs> so Joseph Charter here yeah. the uh, lawyer the real estate lawyer contacted authorities in August when he discovered a sign posted on the property that claimed it was now protected with improvised devices. Mm. He was like, okay, I'm going to call the police here. Mm. Ten days later, (laughs) the FBI and state bomb technicians set out to dismantle the property's booby traps. I wonder how often that happens. This property is now protected by an improv comedy troupe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we need a suggestion. (laughs) From the police. Suggestion from the police. Yeah. The audience out there. <laughs> It'd be great though if the FBI is like, all right, let's just dis- let's just dispatch all of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Right now, let's just destroy all of them. Uh, so yeah, the FBI mm. and state bomb technicians came out to, uh, to to sort out these booby traps. Mm. Um, so apparently, the the spa there was a hot tub that was at the top of the hill near a gate by the entrance of the home. It was rigged in such a manner that when the front gate was open, it would activate a mechanical trigger that would cause the spa 
to roll down the hill towards the person at the gate. Is it full of water? No, I think it was like oh. on its side, just this big oh, massive okay. spa rolling okay. down. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, the guy, uh, the FBI agent says, it's much like the scene from the movie Indiana Jones, in which Harrison Ford's running from a giant stone boulder. Okay. Um, you'd think at that point he would have like some kind of theme music or something. Yeah. <laughs> he'd play some Dio in the background. Uh, after slipping by the hot tub... The bomb squad and the FBI agent. This is almost like out of a, like a Nintendo game. Yeah. They, they got by the, the, the hot tub. The bomb squad and the FBI agent approached the property's manufactured home and blasted open its fortified front door. Uh, inside the home, they discovered in the hallway a wheelchair that, unbeknownst to them, was outfitted with a fishing line and shotgun ammunition. Right. So uh, somehow, the wheelchair got pushed and triggered... The explosion that wounded the agent. The agent was rushed to the hospital. Uh, an X-ray found he had a, uh, a 410 gauge shotgun pellet in his left leg below Ooh. the knee. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but apparently that was it. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you think he's had a couple. What he had a couple rat traps around. you, some animal snares. The hot tub thing was good. Yeah. That was good. I like this wheelchair thing that he rigged. I, I wouldn't be able to do that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But what about like? I don't know, something that sprays acid. How hard would that be to make? Or a flamethrower? Yeah, I mean, this, this, it seems a little like more like Home Alone than fucking uh, Indiana Jones. Exactly. You know? like, I mean, like, it seems like, like I, just, I just put up a picture of the guy because he looks like, oof. Does he kind of look like Willem Dafoe on yeah. like a lot of meth? But man, he's got a nice head of hair, I'd say. <laughs> you know? Very thick. Yeah, no, he is very Willem Dafoe. If, yeah. if you like flattened Willem Dafoe's face. What about, I mean, instead um, of. Uh, you know, like instead of having yeah. like the, the spa roll down the hill, yeah. bury the spa, yeah. fill it full of piranhas, and put like a false top over it. Right. So you fall into a pit of piranhas. Right. <laughs> like that to me, that's like yeah. a given. That's or like a, scalding hot water comes out of the thing, you know. Or burning yeah. oil. Or, I yeah. mean, there's a lot yeah. of things. Like I, I feel like, yeah, he kind of went the Home Alone it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's like a Home Alone, but if like the parents never came or the burglars for like 60 years <laughs> you know <laughs> like it took 60 years and then people finally show up and he's got all these traps you so know what happens when you set up all these traps are you able to leave your house see this is when you need postmates yeah because you have postmates come meet me at the gate because you don't want to open the gate door mm. the spa's gonna crush you and watch out for the wheelchair mm. shotgun thing because so, even when you have a regular security system you can never, like, have it not go off for no reason in the middle of the night or, like, somehow, you know, everything gets fucked up. So, you eventually, yeah, you're going to you think get, the you lethal know. security booby traps that you set up. Yeah. I just feel like the guy could have been a bit more creative. Yeah. Especially with the resources he had. I mean, mm -hmm. millions of dollars. Hire someone to do this for you. Sure. You know? Anyway, he faces one felony count of assault on a federal officer. Uh, he also faced, you know, had charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, resisting arrest, and failure to mark explosives in connection to his arrest stemming from 2017. Hmm. So this guy's probably going to be in jail for a while. Hmm. I wonder if he can make any booby traps there. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he should have hired one of those, like, um, artisanal trap makers yeah. that they have now, you know? He's going to have to make some anti-sodomy yeah. booby traps. Yeah, these uh, vintage spikes are modeled after the um, the Gutman level in Mega Man Two. <laughs> that sort of reminds me of yeah, yeah, a yeah, pitfall or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like an alligator in something. You yeah. know, like in, in a pool. What do you have here for the second story? 
Well, a woman woke up to find man a pulling a kinder surprise full of heroin right out of her vagina. Oh, man. A kinder surprise. Oh, doggy. Uh, Waxer sent that in. Oh, good old Waxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That old okay. fella. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I remember reading about this here. Uh, a woman has been jailed after she beat up a man who tried to remove a kinder surprise out of her vagina to get to the heroin inside. Okay. <laughs> the sweet, sweet heroin inside. We did another story about a kinder egg. People get very uh, inventive with these kinder eggs yeah. in Europe. Did we do another? I thought we did mm. something with a kinder egg. Uh I forget. Yeah. Maybe it was a Patreon I think thing. we om- om- almost did this story. No, no there didn't. was another oh, story okay. also involving a kinder egg. Okay. That, oh, you know what it was? Now I remember. Uh, someone, a woman had proposed mm. to somebody by putting a ring inside a kinder egg, right. shoving up her vagina, it got stuck, mm. and then she had to go to the hospital to pull it out. That's right. Yeah, it wasn't okay. an actual story that we did, but I think it was like an addendum to a story. Yeah. But explain to me here, like a kinder egg. Mm. I thought a kinder egg was a chocolate egg. And inside, once you bite into it, it's hollow. There's a little toy in it. Yeah, yeah. But there's a plastic thing inside the egg, which is like a little plastic container, almost like a dental floss kind of looking, you know, So wait, container. the chocolate covers the plastic yeah, container? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't just bite into it? You have yeah. To like... I don't think she put the fucking whole chocolate egg in her vagina because, hey, it's kind of big and Bacteria, it would probably get all mushed no, yeah. out. Yeah. I think she took the thing because it's a... It's a the pla- that it's probably a nice egg. little thing to smuggle heroin in if you need to smuggle heroin in something. How big you know? is it? It's, you know, I don't know, an inch probably. So you she know? could probably fit a, you know, a few Def- bags in there. Definitely, yeah. Hmm. And so if you think about it, it's a pretty safe place to put it. Yeah. You know, because if you put well, it like on your, your nightstand or something. Yeah, if you're in a house with a bunch of drug addicts, you don't want to, you know, when you pass out, you don't want to, they'll steal it. So yeah, you got to... You know. Gotta shove it somewhere. And he knew. He knew that's yeah. where she put it. So, yeah. Mm. So, I mean, it makes total sense to me. <laughs> but you'd yeah. have to be, I mean, mm. you'd have to be very, yeah. You'd be a very uh, sneaky to get that, though. Yeah. Oh, and also, um, I feel obligated to play the, the creepy. You ever see the, the creepy Kinder commercial? You know what I'm no. talking about? No. You've never seen it? Okay, God, it's a frightening. You'll only have to hear it, D, but um, the friends, our friends watching, can can see it here. Kinder, Yobo Shaky, me on Scrabbly. Is it Yoda? It's a little Eggman. That looks terrifying. Kinder, joy, Yoda Yum and Choco Scrum with multi pumpable dice. Oh, Scrabbly. And then he falls off the wall and dies. He's like Humpty Dumpty, and he falls off the wall and dies. And he, he looks like something out of a nightmare. Wait, Just so it, you, did, I don't know, I don't know how you've never seen that. There's so many remixes of it on YouTube, you know, <laughs> and like translations, and you know, yeah. Where do Kinder Eggs come Me from? Me on Scrabble. Like Switzerland or Sweden yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, one of those fucking... Like, it sounds like some weird yeah. Scandinavian candy. Uh, it took a Germany. Is it Germany? Yeah, because yeah, kinder sound... means child. You know? huh. yeah. God, yeah, that's weird. Well, uh, oh my God, I got a picture of these people. They look terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it looks like she got beat up or something happened. I don't know. Yeah, but could you imagine going inside her vagina? Oof. Yes. Like, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I like how you answered that with like no yeah. equivocation. Yeah, like, yes, yeah. I could go right into that vagina. Yeah. 
Maybe if there's heroin. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> I'd go into that fucking egg monster's vagina for heroin, you know? <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Hell of a drug there, that yeah, heroin. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. so this guy, like, and that guy is pretty, I mean, he looks pretty strung out as well. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm going to go and... Uh, mm be like an expert gynecologist here and mm-hmm. really craftily pull out an egg out of a sleeping woman's mm-hmm. vagina. Stephen Brown, 40, was woken up by the screams of Jodine Harvey when Vincent Rudder tried to retrieve the egg. They then kept him prisoner in his own home in Cornwall for 36 hours, subjecting him to a lengthy and brutal attack that left him with 17 fractured ribs, a punctured lung, and a lacerated spleen. Well... Come on, he did try to just take an egg out of your girlfriend's vagina. Right. Um, yeah, so in the court, they admitted GBH with intent, which... GBH. I don't know what that is. Grievous bodily harm. And oh, okay. an, an excellent punk band. At first, I read it as, as GHB. No, it's GBH. Like, okay. Uh, yeah, heard uh, Mr. Rudder's friend had become concerned about drug users frequenting the flat where he'd lived for 12 years. Describing the motive behind the attack, the lawyer said, What sparked it off was Mr. Rutter trying to extract drugs from Miss Harvey's a groin. <laughs> groin. A groin. Hearing her screams, Mr. Brown reacted in a way he considers completely inappropriate now that he's sober. You know, how would you go about doing that? Like, you have a woman who's sleeping. Mm-hmm. You probably wait till she's in, like, deep REM sleep there. Yeah. Do you spread her legs open as if she's on, like, a uh, you know, like gynecological table of stirrups? Das speculum. Yeah. Do you yeah. use, like, a device? Like, what would you do? I don't know. I mean, I just feel like yeah. it's... And it's probably dry. Mm. So you might want to lube it up a little bit to slip your hand This is in more there. like Raiders of the Lost Ark this, than that guy's house. Yeah. You know, because it's like when he's like, mm, and he's, like, got the... Weight, you know, the sand weight. He's got to replace the the sand weight. The sand weight with the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, (laughs) this woman probably has a booby trap vagina. Yeah, yeah. Probably AIDS in there. Some HPV. A couple crabs on the exterior. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you'd have to be careful. Yeah, I'd definitely be wearing gloves. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he probably wasn't. Uh, (laughs) Judge Simon Carr said. At the time, all of you were heavily addicted to Class A drugs. Mr. Rutter had a flat, while neither of you had secure accommodation. Oh, so this was his house? Yeah, yeah. During those days, you all took an extraordinary amount of drugs. It may seem what I say criticizes Mr. Rutter, but that is not my intention. It simply goes to show the levels to which one sinks when in addiction. You know, if you think about it, these freeloaders probably weren't even paying him rent. Right. So, you know, maybe this was payment. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah, I mean, I think you could chalk up fall all around here. You know? (laughs) You can just, yeah. You'd all gone to sleep having taken drugs for over 24 hours. You two were asleep on the chairs when Mr. Rutter came in and tried to remove a kinder egg of drugs. You... Miss Harvey had in your vagina. <laughs> is was, this the barrister or the judge? Who's the judge? And so you'd be wearing. I don't one know those why it's Peter Sellers. Yeah, I was but, about to say it sounds yeah. like Peter Sellers. Okay, okay. But I, I'm picturing you in a white wig doing a Peter Sellers accent. 
it was not a sexual act, just one of someone desperate to get their next fix. Miss Harvey, you woke up to find a man with his fingers in your vagina, and in the pitch black didn't know it was Mr. Rutter. Mr. Brown, you woke up and attacked the man, and Mr. Rutter was then the victim of a sustained beating for which there can be no excusing. <laughs> so wait, how long was the beating? Like for days? I'm so happy that most of this is just the judge. <laughs> just the quote from the judge. <laughs> well, they... I mean, so for days they just kept beating the guy. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he did just try to stick his fingers in your girlfriend's uh, vagina. I don't think it was days. Was it days? It said like for his sustained beating. Oh, yeah, beating. it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, after a while that gets a bit egregious. You mm. think maybe a few hours. Mm. Uh, Mr. Rutter would later tell police that he had been beaten, punched, kicked by both the defendants when he was accused of stealing drugs. He was attacked in the living area towards the hall and in the bathroom. He had his phone taken from him and was prevented from leaving. Hmm. Even though it was his house, you know. Uh, it was would they tie him up? No, I mean, I don't it was a su sustained attack in various rooms over a period of time. Okay, so, so it was like, like, all right, multiple time, rooms. Yeah. yeah, let's go into the living room. Yeah, let's go into yeah. the baby's room. And uh, look, we've been doing this in the living yeah. room for a while. We got to mix it up here, you know. It's got just, Change of scenery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good God! Uh, Mister Brutt eventually made it out of the flat when the defendants were asleep. All three of you then put this matter to one side and continued to take drugs and socialize with Mr. Rutter, having no idea how badly he was injured. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So he escaped. Yeah. And these people were still living in his house? Yeah. And then he was like, he came back and everyone's like all hanging out doing drugs again? Yeah. Even though he was like bleeding internally? Well, that's the best time to do heroin <laughs> when you're bleeding internally. <laughs> You know? He's got a punctured lung. Yeah, and that's bleeding internally. Because like, he ah, probably cool. like he's like, oh, thank God, I got out of that house. He's like, wait a minute, my heroin's in that house. You know. <laughs> so then he's like, shit. So he went back. Yeah. So anyway, basically, uh, Brown was jailed for three years, and Harvey was sentenced to sixteen months. What happened to Ritter? I don't think he got anything. Is it John Ritter? Rudder. Oh, Rudder. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> so John I was like, Ritter. this is a hell of an episode of Three's Company. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wonder if Jack ever was yeah. like, I'm going to go into Janice's vagina, yeah. and then Mr. Furley walks in, I thought you were gay. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? He was like, come and fish in my vagina, <laughs> we'll be waiting for you. Do you remember how that was the whole ruse? Like, Jack was supposed to be gay, so he could live with two girls? Yeah, yeah. And then Mr. Furley was like, just a and then that was like the whole thing, like there were all these inside jokes about it. Yeah, and then, and then they, yeah, they were, he was supposed to be gay, and there was like, with the, I think Mr. Frilly took the place of Mr. Roper, right? Because they gave yeah. Mr. Roper a spinoff that failed. The Ropers, yeah. yeah and yeah. then Furley came in. Right, yeah. But didn't, I thought Furley for sure was an old gay man. Look at the way he dressed. Yeah, yeah. Like, like purple leisure suits with like an ascot. Eh, it was the 70s, you know? I guess it was the 70s. You do that. But yeah, it was like he would just always find Jack yeah. in a compromising position. Then Jack would have to pretend he's gay. Right. So I wonder if it, something similar would happen. Like, was Jack banging him on the show? I don't actually remember. Did, was he banging him on the show? Or were I they just remember. roommates and they didn't? They were hot. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised he wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. 
Yeah. Maybe that's a question for the listening audience. Yeah. Was Jack Tripper banging Janice and that? Uh, and, and it one? was like the early 80s. So it's Suzanne like all Summers. three of them were always wearing short shorts. John Ritter oh, and the two women. <laughs> just like oh, in every episode. You know, it's like, okay. Yeah. The, the Kinder yeah. Egg full of heroin episode with Janet. That was yeah. amazing. I missed that one. Anyway, people send your stories. Stick around podcast at uh, hotmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, before we get to that, though, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my balls? I put a spell on you. So we got a few phone calls to get to here. Uh, guess who called in? Like five times. Boner Villain. Boner Villain's the back. Return. The Return. Boner Villain is back. He swore he wouldn't call in again. Yeah. Hmm. He, you know, it's funny. He like, And I feel like... I felt like a void. Not yeah. having Boner Villain. Yeah. He's like our classic foil. He is, yeah. You know, and so uh, all of a sudden when I, I remember uh, I was like looking through uh, Google Voice and I was like, holy shit, Boner Villain called back. Yeah. I did listen to some of these and, and I, it did strike me like, oh, now I remember why I originally named him Batman Villain. Well, because of the voice? No, because when he calls in a lot of time, it's like you're getting a message from like, a really ineffectual version of the Riddler or something like like Batman nah. I planted a bomb uh, somewhere at the train station and you gotta figure out the puzzle or not I got a gun I'm holding a gun right now I'm, I don't know uh, what did I say a puzzle before a bomb yeah there's Buddy. a bomb you know it's just like it's like yeah, he's like a weirdly ineffectual Batman. But villain. he thinks he's exceptionally clever. Right. Which is really funny. Yeah. But anyway, I was overjoyed to hear Boner Villain, and this call is classic Boner Villain right yep. here. Yep. Kind of hard to understand at times, right. but classic Boner Villain. Yeah. And it's like, is he drunk? Or is he just crazy? I think he drinks a lot. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's I think he breaks into his parents' liquor cabinet, just mm. drinks a lot. <laughs> Bartles and James or something. I'm really insulted. I don't need a life coach. You need me as a life coach. I mean, come on now. Who is that motherfucker? So wait, he said, Harrison, I'm insulted. Yeah. You need me as your life coach. Right. <clears throat> Which yeah. actually I kind of agree with. Okay. I wouldn't mind if uh, Bonerville was your life coach. You know, in one of the other calls, which we'll play another time, he accuses me of like stalking him or something. <laughs> of, Have like, you been? Calling? No. <laughs> I, I, I respect the sanctity of the sick and wrong hotline. You know, first of all, if you call in, you can keep your number fucking hidden. If you dial whatever that thing is, star sixty nine or whatever the thing is, you dial. Oh, yeah, yeah. You I can. don't remember phones. 
But um, you know, you can. But even if you don't, I respect. I'm not gonna like give your number to anybody or try to call you or anything. You know. Now, why would so, you? Because I don't care. Also, why also, would you stop mainly. boner villain? You imagine yeah. how boring that would be? Uh, yeah. And very depressing. Like, yeah. you're already a depressive person. Yeah. Stalk someone who's even got a more depressing life than you. I yeah. think that would probably be your suicide solution. Yeah. So. What's going on there? Write a new comic book. Sell it. Pretty good ideas. All right. All right, so just to just to, <laughs> just to go over this in, in life advice he's giving me, I should write a new comic book and sell it. Yeah, with good ideas, and then whatever I'm gonna do. That that that's some, okay. Some, <laughs> just to go okay. Some just great life coaching going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. He's obviously trained in this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harrison. Yeah, fuck that guy for a life coach. He fucking sucks. Yeah, you're way better. Oh, oh. And I'm pissed off. He is a negligent life coach, I'll say that. <laughs> he stopped calling for like two years, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to have life coach fights. Yeah. And uh, I only weigh like, like, well, I'm really, 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 that's only like 235, but no, I'm actually like a person who you just never see was smarter than you way smarter than you how is he talking to you or is he talking to me i think he's talking to both of us but maybe you actually so he weighs 235 pounds yeah i think he's like he's doing a weigh-in for our mma fight that he's imagining in his mind or something is he talking about what you were the other life coach i'm confused i don't know i don't know know if he's he's talking about i think maybe he's saying i'm smarter than you Maybe he's saying he's, he's talking to you here. Yeah. But 235 pounds. I never would have thought Boner Villain was too. I thought Boner Villain would be like 125 no, or something. Like a, like a smaller guy. Yeah, I could see him being old, stout. Oh, you, know? you think he's like one of those like, you know, like overweight kind of uh, nah. balding? No, but maybe slightly overweight. Not like, you know, nothing I crazy. Know. I mean, I always picture yeah. Bonerville. And he's like the king of the the involuntary celibates. Okay. You know, and it just in my yeah. mind, it's just I picture this guy with like greasy hair, a lot yeah. of dandruff, yeah. really thin, yeah. you know, and just hates guys that are developed. Mm. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's a fat guy. Mm. Well, he doesn't have. We have penthouse. He doesn't have a house. What do I have like? couple because I'm smart and I've done it forever and blah 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 and the king of the incels has to have many houses yeah yeah yes yeah, because that that is the barometer of your self-worth right yeah give how many houses do you own <laughs> how many houses do you own Harrison uh zero that actually to be fair I think that is the Donald Trump barometer of self-worth that's the I official think it is. that's what I'm saying president's physical fitness challenge it's like how many houses yeah. do you own yeah I don't wear a black t-shirt and spend all my money on tattoos and unicorns suck. Wait. Hmm. Did you just say unicorns suck? I think he said, yeah, I said he doesn't have black tattoos and spend all his money. No, he doesn't wear black t-shirts. Oh, and yeah, spend yeah. all his money on right, tattoos. Right. And uh, unicorns suck. The unicorns do not suck. Do you, like are we unicorns. talking about the horses or are we talking about like the bisexual polyamorous girls again? 
Well, I didn't even think of that. I was yeah. talking about the horse. Okay, the mythological okay. creature. Oh, okay, okay. As far as mythological yeah. creatures go, unicorns are pretty much on the top of my list. Yeah. I mean, they could do cool shit. Shoot okay. fucking, like, rainbows out of their horns. They can, like, uh, I don't know, can't they travel through time and shit? They're only visible to virgins or something. Which is probably why uh, that <laughs> boner villain could see them. <laughs> It's like, God damn it, I've seen another unicorn. No wonder he hates him. And you know, to be honest, boner villain, I also spend my money on hairless cats, okay? Yeah, yeah. Tattoos, hairless cats, that unicorn memorabilia. Yeah, hairless cats that you hate. Look at my, look, check this out. My girlfriend got me this. What do you call that? A unicorn snow globe. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. There All right. I was, I was unaware of that part of your backstory. That, <laughs> unicorns that you were enthusiastic rule. about unicorns. Okay. You should, you should put that as a bumper sticker. Wait. Put on your car right next to mean people suck. <laughs> it says unicorns rule. Okay. Well, I think he's, he probably has a bumper sticker that says unicorns suck. Yeah. God, what a hater. Mm. Boner, boner. And uh, I'm changing your names. You used to be Jerome, but fuckhead. That made sense. So now it is a PP for D. And it's. Dramatic pause. Yeah. Is he thinking hard here? He's like, he's really thinking. A little heavy breathing. You are ball sack. All right. So, <laughs> just to just to review, his previous names for us were fuckhead and drughead. And yeah. he's changed them to PP and Ballsack. And Ballsack, yeah. If this guy's got so much money, why doesn't he just fucking, uh, you know, hire like Bruce Lanch to write his fucking rambling, threatening voicemails? Yeah, at least you know? then it would be Get like... Hire a writer or something. It would be like semi-intelligent, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, come on. It's just know like, your strength. You know, you're great at, I don't know, flipping houses or burgers or whatever the fuck it is you do. I don't know. You know, it's like fourth or grade like insults here. Stroking a gun in a garage. Even Trump comes up with better uh, yeah. put downs. Yeah, come on. Can you Boner stroke villain? a gun in a garage in the dark for a living? Can you do this as a job? It's <laughs> a job. He does like stroking things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Thanks for your mean names. I really love those. Those were really, really insightful and smart. Yeah, really Some smart. Even smarter. Yeah, <laughs> way exactly. smarter. Oh, by the way, I make more money than you in a day than you make in a week. I'm sorry, what is this, a Lil Tay diss track now? <laughs> he makes more yeah. money than you do in a day. Yeah. Or he makes more money in a day than you do in a week. Right, yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually, I think, I literally think that was in a Bad Baby song. <laughs> it was like a not that impressive brag it was like no it was like i make more money in a month than you make in a week and i'm like yeah eh, I'm okay okay I'm with that yeah i'm fine with that yeah but you know what though boner villain if you make this much money maybe you should yeah. like hire a guy who can yeah. teach you stand-up comedy or right. something or, or maybe an M &M improv to yeah do your fucking diss track yeah you know? like yeah get yeah. eminem or machine gun kelly to help mm. you uh write something mm. clever because uh mm. The PP and Ballsack? Come yeah. on. What, what, uh, what is that, yeah. even? 
I would have thought of something better than that in sixth grade. I mean, I know you're, yeah, you're drunk maybe, but God damn, dude. Well, we, and it yeah. took him a while yeah, yeah. to even come up with ball sack. Like, yeah. that was all on the spot there. Yeah. I don't think he had rehearsed this. So come on, uh, mm. boner villain. Yeah. Maybe lay off your mom's wine cooler. I know, I know he could do better than, like, a developmentally disabled 11-year-old. You know? <laughs> He's proven in previous calls to be of better quality than that. But I, I, I you know, I still... I still appreciate the the Batman villainy of his calls. You know, you know? I just love to hear him again. Yeah. Maybe it you know kind of yeah. made me like feel the sense of warmth. Yeah, and that I matter in this world. Yeah, like somebody out there hates me. Right, and you know it's kind of like yeah, like someone gives a shit. Yeah, you know? no, I mean that's why I love uh, being stalked and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think in the other call he's threatening to like bury me in his garden or something. You know. Yeah, I wonder, did, yeah. <laughs> wonder what's in Bonerville's in an, garden. <laughs> in an octopus's <laughs> garden in the shade. Wow, yeah, I, I couldn't even I, imagine. I can't think of anything I'd rather do less than go to Bonerville's house. He's like, if you come to my house, I'll bury you in my garden. Like, Which why? house? Like one yeah, of the five yeah. houses? Like, why? Why? You know? his, his, I wonder what's yeah. in his garden. Do you think he like plants different flowers, vegetables? Yeah. Yeah, I doubt it. Anyway, yeah, there we go. Buries his masturbation videos back there. <laughs> so we do have another call here. Thank you, uh, thank you, Boner Villain. Mm. And uh, Boner Villain did call back. Like he called like several times. Uh, really angry about uh, some guy named James, which I'm not quite sure. Yeah, he was accusing me of calling him, or you know, I don't no, know how anybody. No, he was talking about a guy named James. Yeah, who so said we'll, he we'll was play that uh, in a future episode. Mm. But anyway. Good to hear from you, Bonerville. I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah, I'm glad it's called. Yeah, again, you know, and uh, yeah, all hail the king of the incels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have another call here from a guy that really doesn't like me, uh, mm. Greb Commander. Mm. That seems to be a theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey there, sick and wrong. This is the Greb Commander. What the fuck is a Greb? I think this is some kind of UK thing, like okay. a limey thing, like Greb Commander. Okay. No, might want to look that up. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I just want to say that, Harrison, you're a real fucking legend. I really don't care if you're, like, a junkie or, like, a flop or you're wasting your life, you know? Like, you, you, you do any podcasts and, like, you're pottering about, that's cool by me, you know? Like, you're making your masks and you're in the centre and you're doing a job. That, that That's absolutely fine, you know? Harrison's a pretty cool, cool guy, but... Uh... Wait, you're making your masks? Is that what he said? Yeah, what kind of masks are you making? Um, like skin masks, like dead skin masks. Uh, yeah, kabuki, oh, standard okay, uh, Japanese, right. you know, traditional uh, tea ceremony k- kabuki masks. You didn't know <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that. I didn't that's know my, that was your new. Yeah, hobby. that's my whole thing. Well, that's good. What is he? Is he, is he being metaphorical? I have no like, idea. We all must wear masks in society. Wow. I thought he was talking about the movie with uh, Cher. Oh yeah. Which you kind of look like a little bit. You kind of look like him a little bit. I do make mask fan films. What's his name? Rodney Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that would be a weird fetish. Yeah. If you force the woman to put on, what's his name? Rocky Dennis. You put a Rocky Dennis mask on. Yeah. That's the only way you can get an erection. That's weird. That would be weird. Yeah. That would almost be something funny just to try to see if a girl Put on the mask and sing Gypsies, Traps, and Thieves to me. (laughs) Well, because I think a lot of people are like, I'm going to be good giving a game here. Yeah. But then it's like, no, you got to put on this Rocky Dennis mask, and that's what makes me hard. I'm going to go back slightly just because I 
spaced out and I want to understand what he's saying here. All right. Pottering about, that's cool by me, you know, like you're making your masks and you're in the center and you're doing a job, that, that, that's absolutely fine, you know. You, I have no idea. He said you're making your masks. You're in the center. In the center and you're doing drugs. Oh, drugs, okay. In the center. In the center. With your masks. Wow. All right. I think that's like a story in The King in Yellow. But, okay, sure. <laughs> Harrison's a pretty cool, cool guy. But, um, you know, like, I just think D's a bit of a, pardon my French, a cunt, to be honest. <laughs> I knew that's what he's... I predicted Is that. Is that a French I word? Pre predicted that word. Uh, yes, yeah. Cunt? Le cunt. I don't think that's a French word. Yeah. It's, a, it's a title, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like like cunt. Yeah, yeah. Cunt Simon here. All right, you know what? I'm Le not... cunt de Monte Cristo. Believe me, you're not the first guy, Greb Commander, to call me a cunt. Mm. Believe me. Yeah. A wing Commander also called him a cunt. Yeah, Harrison yeah. calls me a cunt every morning. That's true. Just texted mm -hmm. it to me. I just think he's like really snooty and <laughs> snooty. higher than now. And, well, <laughs> to be honest, like we said, he's like losing I am money probably on probably higher like, than now. Mm. He's losing money on the, uh, what's it called, the old Patreon. So I really don't think D can be taking him out of high grounds. And he should probably be lucky for whatever donations he can get, to be honest. So That's Yeah, true. you should probably stop complaining about the Patreon. Because since you did that, it's gone down substantially. Dude, it goes down every month anyway. Yeah, but it's gone down more. That since hasn't. You, and, and we've also been getting people complaining that you're doing that. No, what I was saying mm. is that uh, I wasn't complaining about the amount. I was saying that uh, what happens is yeah. every month people yeah. get the charge and they're just yeah. like, oh, shit, what's this for? And yeah. then they cancel it. So every month we, get, we end up going down. Yeah. I don't know why Patreon lets people do that. Can you imagine if you subscribe to a porn site and they, then they tried to charge you at the end of the month and you're like, no? <laughs> I mean, not that anybody, well, that, that's okay, the way it works not that that, anybody pays for porn anymore, but okay, think if this is 2009. You know, what would you do? But to be it'd, honest, it'd be though, the Wild West. I insane. appreciate people supporting us yeah, on Patreon. Yeah, yeah. I bet you this guy doesn't give a shit. Right. I bet you he doesn't. Yeah. He and it, doesn't. he doesn't sound like a guy that would be like. Yeah. And, and that the fact of the matter is, the people that do mm. uh, support us on Patreon, you guys get like all this extra. I mean, we get like, it's almost like two shows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, apart from that, I'm loving the show. You know, I mean, like. <clears throat> I was pretty funny about like Harrison replacing Wackley, but you know, I, I've grown up and I, I accept that Harrison is a new Wackley. They're not quite the same, but I, I, I like Harrison and yeah, he's a pretty good replacement. What I'm saying is that I find Harrison more amicable than D, who I find sort of like surly and unlikable and <laughs> to be, almost like a male version of Havisham, if that's possible. What? Like a bit Miss Havisham? That's so weird. Like Great Expectations? Yeah. Miss Havisham. Well, I mean, he's probably referring to that time when uh, you were wearing a wedding dress and I set fire to your mansion. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do that frequently. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I do. Well, I mean, I wear the wedding dress frequently, but right. the only time you like set fire to my mansion, that happened at once. Yeah. I almost got fired as a co-host for that time. Is, yeah. Maybe he's talking about, maybe he can't be talking about Great Expectations. I have Maybe no there's idea. some like morning zoo radio show in fucking Cornwall or whatever where it's like <laughs> I It's Havisham and the Cunts every morning on WKR three Cornwall. I, I think you know? it's a term Havisham. Like people don't pre I highly doubt this guy has read Great Expectations. 
I mean, a lot of people had to read in they high school. They had to read in high school. Yeah, yeah. So. This guy, or maybe he did don't, in high don't, school. Let's not, let's not make assumptions about the Greb Commander. Yeah, okay? Greb Commander might yeah. be... Uh, really into dickens yeah but anyway i think it's like become something it's like anyone who they think is like uptight and snooty it's like you're miss havisham yeah um you know who this guy reminds me of Mm. you ever watched a show peep show no you ever watch peep show it's a great show no he reminds me of mark Mm. who's played by david mitchell okay yeah this guy is mark okay um, yeah, Mark's just like, yeah. he calls in, he's just like one of those people who's just really whiny, mm. but won't do anything about it. It's like, dude, if if you're a long-time listener, but mm. yet you don't like me, why would you listen to the show? Mm. I mean, to be honest, it's like, I've been li- I'm a long-time listener. I've been listening since for the past like six years, but I hate the host. Mm. It's like, okay, you just listen because you like one co-host? Is that, what's the point? Well, I think a lot of people like to dislike either one of us for different reasons. Well, I think a lot of people, but then do something about it. Yeah. Like, that, that's the thing. Mark, yeah, murder me if you don't well, like, like me. Mark, Go ahead and get, put me out of my misery. He's like, this guy's like a cross between Mark and Ron Weasley from Harry Potter. It's like someone who's just kind of whiny. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, D's so snooty. And he's mm. surly. He's just surly. Mm. And it's, you know, I just don't find him very amicable. Mm. It's like, no, I'm not going to be amicable. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm not going to fucking change. Haven't changed in like fucking 10 years. I'm a surly prick. I always have been. Yeah. And then that's just how it is. That if is you don't it like is. it, I mean, there's tons of other podcasts mm. that aren't, don't have surly no, there hosts. Aren't. There are no other podcasts. This is the only <laughs> go, podcast. Go listen to Joe Brogan. This is the that only. That guy's not surly. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, that's a good point. Mm. That's a good fucking point. Jesus, you get, you're taking this personally. I know, I'm so insulted. Yeah. Mr. Havisham yeah. is just so insulted. That's a fun thing to be called. Though. I actually kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I guess, but... Well, I mean, he's got his, his cat anyway, so, you know... Well, anyway. What? I'll let you guys get going. You got your cat. Anyway, keep it sick around Harrison and D. Well, you probably need to change your attitude, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Stay sleazy. I feel like people tell that tell you tell you that a lot. You could check your attitude at the front door, Buster yeah, yeah, Brown. Yeah. Was this guy like a the assistant principal? You should, you gotta check your attitude. Hmm. <laughs> I do get told that, and you know, I, I, a lot of people tell me that. It's like you gotta check your attitude. Yeah. It's like, but to be honest, could you imagine how much? How much? How many people would fucking stop listening if I actually changed my attitude? All of a sudden, I just had this positive outlook on life. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of you know. Isn't that the appeal? You get different brands of ne- negativity. Um, this show's us. called Sick and Wrong for a reason. Yeah, yeah. it's like that's what we are. We're two fucking mm. pessimists. Yeah, I mean, it's just like that's that's my worldview. And I'm every a pessimistic now, bastard. And then I'll wear my heart on my sleeve, but. It, it's still it's still charred, you know. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. and that, that's the whole thing. It's just like yeah. I've never been optimistic about yeah. anything in life, and I don't see that changing. And I find it really funny that I haven't heard anybody say, "You got to check your attitude, Buster." Yeah. Like maybe if you change your attitude. Didn't some? I, I feel like I have, I'm having I'm having a de- deja vu. Like, uh, didn't somebody say that the same? thing last week and we're like hey, he's like the vice principal 
Somebody no, said the same fucking thing. Uh, you listened to this call. Because we oh. got this call last week. Oh. Yeah. Oh. We did yeah. this call last week? No, you oh. listened to it. Oh, we I didn't listened play to it. Last it. Year. Okay, okay. Last week we didn't play it. Yeah. But you had listened to it and you're mm. like, this guy sounds like your vice principal. Yeah. Just so, so get, yeah. you, everybody knows, according to um, Urban Dictionary, uh, a greb is, is like, the, 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 the explanation is so complicated, but it seems like it's some kind of hipster who wears black and likes rock and roll music. This guy? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So, I, I don't know. I picture him yeah. to be like David Mitchell yeah. as uh, Mark in Peep Show. Yeah. Like, and, and apparently a Havisham is whilst a girl is giving a blowjob, she bites the man's knob. That's well, a Havisham. Of course I do that. And of course, this is a reference to Carol Ann Duffy's poem, Havisham, in which she says, Then down until I suddenly bit, bite, awake. The yeah. Scottish poem, poet. Poetress. A poetress? You know, you sound very holier than thou. Mm. Um, yeah. Quoting poetry. Yeah. You know, dumb it down a bit, all right? Mm. <laughs> all right. Mm. Uh, thank you there, Grip Commander. I yeah. think I'm going to have to change my attitude now. Maybe I need a more positive outlook on life. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you want, man. You know? <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah. It's like, dude, we've been doing this shit for 12 years. Yeah. Don't see it really changing anytime soon. Mm -hmm. But hey, he's a long-time listener, so he's just going to have to deal with it. Mm. Uh, but you should watch Peep Show. It's a good show. Okay. Yeah. Dave yeah. Mitchell's great in that. Dave Mitchell's also in another show I like a lot called Upstart Crow, where he plays Shakespeare. I, yeah, I have a mixed... I tried to watch that show. With I, you, I like I it. I don't know. I think he's really funny. It's I kind of like it just because Christopher Marlowe is a character, but... Yeah. It's so British, man. It's like it's too, very British. It might be too British for me. It's very, it's very British, yeah, but I yeah. find it really funny. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Like, I, I but Mitchell and Webb, like that guy's just both of them are brilliant. Yeah. But this guy's definitely like reminds me of Mark. Hmm. Mark Corrigan. Anyway, thanks for calling in there, Grip mm. Commander. And like, uh, it's so British, it makes me identify with the Axis powers a little bit. You know. <laughs> So Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Grip Commander. I'll try to shape up or ship out. <laughs> All right, calm down. <laughs> anyway, yeah. what's another good cliche that guidance counselors use? Mm. Co football coaches do that too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like, you know, you got to get your daubers up. Uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a lawyer who would like just mix metaphors. Like when I got arrested and he's like, he's like, look, you're holding all the cards now. <laughs> so you can either drive straight or crash into a tree and get shipwrecked. Like you just like mix like, like three different. About? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I have no idea what you're saying. Did do you ever? Did your parents ever say you got to check your attitude, Buster? No, but they. My mother used to say you're cruising for a bruising. <laughs> you're cruising for a bruising. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Mm. I bet you this guy's used that a couple mm. times. You're mm. cruising for a bruising, D. Mm. D. Simon. Whenever she said that, I was a child. I used to imagine. Um, being on a cruise ship and a giant fist coming out of the ocean. Just like, bah. Yeah, yeah. Like Monty Python that's style. What I, that's what I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we have one more call here and uh, mm. another good uh, uh, classic character here, mm. Schlitzy. Mm -hmm. Hey, you fucking Schlitzy again. So I have to ask you, I want to know what your most embarrassing sex stories are. Uh, and Harrison, let's not have it be the feather. All right, fuck you guys. Keep it thick. You were wrong. Mm. You say Harrison don't, yeah. they can't be the feather? I like he, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I like that he's such a goy that he can't actually say schlitzy. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. you can't do it. He says like schlitzy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The way he says it, he doesn't say like schlitzy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like schlep. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. There's a way to say it. <laughs> Wouldn't be able to order at a deli anywhere. You know. Um. Actually, that's old. I guess delis aren't run by Jews anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. And that's all like what yeah. Indian dudes, Mexican guys. Dudes, yeah. yeah. Bodegas. Uh, so he's asking, what's our most embarrassing sex story? Oof. You know. I think my most embarrassing mm. was the one I wrote about my book, mm. and which I mean I'm sure if you've read the book you know, but I'm not gonna, I'm not, I mean I'm not gonna recount that entire tale. But basically, like I had soiled myself in a girl's bed. Ah, uh, yes. Very embarrassing. Mm. But that's in the book. I would say, uh, other than that, my most embarrassing sex story was um, I still even today to this day I'm like still embarrassed by it. I was, uh, it was during that period of working at strip clubs when I was doing a lot of, uh, a lot of meth. I was also doing a lot of blow back then. And, uh, I don't, are you prone to nosebleeds? Um, I mean, you don't, you don't snort blow though, right? No, uh, no I snort blow. But do you ever get if, nosebleeds? If, like, I'm with people. Oh, okay. Actually, I, I, no, you know what? I can't shoot cocaine anymore. Oh, you can't do it anymore? I, I hit a corner with it. It just gives me a panic attack. Wow. Which is really great. For, it's, I mean, it's good for well, me. Well, you should be shooting it anyway, Jesus. Because, man, when it was worked for me, oh, man. Like, I could see just spending millions of dollars on cocaine because it was the best thing. It was the best feeling. Kids I've, at home, if you're listening at home, it is the best feeling you'll ever experience in your life, shooting yeah, cocaine. booting cocaine. Yeah, yeah. I remember talking to you about that. You're like, oh, I don't usually snort it. I just shoot it. And I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? It seemed like a waste. Like, once you shoot it, it seems like a waste. But now it's like, I can snort it, but I can't. Shoot. I you know so, I don't know it's a blessing it doesn't happen I mean I don't do cocaine as often as yeah. I used to but back in that back in that period when I worked at strip Sherlock club, Holmes shot cocaine you didn't give him a hard time did he yeah um, in the first story studying Scarlet he was shooting cocaine yeah he shoots cocaine whenever he doesn't have a case he gets bored and I he occupies he his mind by sh no he shoots cocaine and he shoots morphine a morphine yeah yeah both morphine, of them yeah because um, he's like he needs his mind needs to that speedball. Yeah, although I think he did them separately. Oh, okay. I don't think he did them at the same time. Um, but yeah, like back then, this is like mid-aughts, I was doing a lot of blow. It was mm. so easy to get blow. Everyone had blow at that strip mm. club. Everybody. Yeah. So it was like you just ended up doing it all the time. Yeah. And so it, yeah, it really affected my nasal passage. I would like get these like spontaneous nosebleeds. Yeah. And it was embarrassing. Kind yeah, of. it'll do that. It, well, the worst thing about it too is like you'd sit there and be like, you know, I don't have any cocaine. I'd be like mm. DJing and a girl would be like, Come on, I know you got some blow. And mm. I was like, no, I don't. She's like, yeah, you got blood coming out of your nose. Mm, yeah. And it was just like, God damn it. Yeah. And I'd be like sitting there trying to snort and be like, okay, here I have a little bit. But anyway, I remember uh, one time I had started dating a girl mm. outside of the strip club scene, which was difficult because most girls, if they found out that you worked at a strip club, would be like, I don't want to date you. Sure. You're human garbage. Yeah. And so, which is totally understandable. I think most people who do work in that, especially most men who work in that industry, mm. are human garbage. Mm. Um, a lot of strippers too. But anyway, I was dating her and I was trying to make a positive impression, trying to act like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Being a strip club DJ doesn't define me. Right. I'm, you know, I'm like a very uh, you know, wide-ranging person with a lot of different likes and dislikes and, and features and interests. But anyway, I remember... Uh, she also didn't do cocaine. Yeah. And she was younger. And yet your book ain't about Kierkegaard. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. But I hadn't read a book at that point. Yeah. So anyway, I remember one time 
I tried to like hide all that from her, mm. like that, that I did coke, and I mean, she and I worked at a strip club, but that was about mm. it. I mean, she liked the money I had from that. Mm. But anyway, I remember one time we were having sex, and I was on top of her having sex with her, and all of a sudden, it's just like like the floodgates open, just mm. blood just shot out of my nose all over. It's like almost like out of like Evil Dead. Sure, just blood all yeah. over her face, like Carrie. Yeah, just coated in blood, and she was like. I mean, we're fucking. And I, yeah. I don't even think I even came yet. But if it's like, you know, you, you get an elevated heart rate, whatever it is, just cause my nose to shoot out blood. Yeah. And she, like, touched her face and just started screaming. And then I was screaming because I was like, holy shit. And then she jumped. Like, I got off her and she jumps up. She runs to the bathroom. There's, like, blood and snot all over her fucking yeah. face. And I was just, like, blood just streaming out of my nose. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's yeah. happening. Yeah. I have no idea what, what caused this. And then, yeah, then I had to, like, explain to her that I had a bit of a cocaine issue. <laughs> yeah, eventually you got to switch methods. You got well, to mix it up. Put it in my ass? Yeah. <laughs> well, or smoke it, it you know, or shoot it, something. That, I mean, have you kids, you look up Artie Lang's <laughs> nose. Look it up on, look, at, look up a picture of it. My God. That experience you know? not only cost me a, a girl that was that kind of like, but also uh, caused me to, like, stop doing blow for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's hmm. quite embarrassing. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I guess mine is is uh, you know from a time when my sex life was was way more interesting. I guess before I uh, went to rehab, yeah. when I was doing like a lot of meth, and um, uh, it, I used to go, we used to like I shoot meth, and then I'd be like, I need to go do some weird shit, you know? And I why didn't you just smoke it? I'd go have these encounters because I like injecting things. <laughs> You get, you get, it's a, I guess you get, it's a weird fetish. It's a ritual. You get addicted to the ritual. I was know? about to say, it yeah. must be a hurdle that once you pass it, that's yeah. all you do. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I've never shot a drug. Yeah. 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 Um, when you do, when you, yeah, pretty much it's hard to go back. Um, Mr. Slam says booty bumps, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Mr. Slam is correct. You know, um, though it's, it's better. I feel like to, to, Stick your finger up your ass in the comfort of your own home rather than in a bathroom bar. It's kind of yeah, like... And then I was gotta, about to say, it's yeah. not as glamorous when you yeah. got to shove a finger full of cocaine up yeah. your asshole. Yeah. But hey, yeah, um, your own. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there was like one... It was in this like really shitty... Uh, I don't even know if it was an apartment or a motel or something in like downtown LA. It was one of those things where it's like, is this a motel or an apartment building. I have no it's idea. Like a residential hotel? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Um, and it was like this encounter. I used to have a lot of these weird sexual encounters that didn't actually involve penetrative sex, but would be... Dry humping? Would, would just involve kink, bondage, hmm. and, you know... But you wouldn't actually... Stroking and, you know, oral and... Would you maybe achieve oral. climax? I usually wouldn't, no. No, wow. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. This is what it's like to be a fetishist. You know, just a really into it's, blue balls. you're more into the fetish than the actual sex. But would that mean you'd have blue balls all the time? It depends, you know. Wow, it depends. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, so I, I went to this apartment and it was like there was like this weird girl that was like, I don't know, she had all these facial piercings and she looked like a weird run away from some like punk rock Blade Runner movie or something and then and then there was like a trans girl or trans woman actually she was older 
um, maybe 40 or something, with one arm. <laughs> and this, this weird Mexican guy. Well, this is like something out of like a Lynch movie. It was. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it was. And to be honest, I don't remember a lot of it because Where, like I was real spun. Person? I was real spun. The internet, I think. Oh, okay. Craigslist or something, right. yeah. And um, or maybe I met the girl on FetLife. I don't remember exactly. I was I was real. I got there and was like this this like crazy method. The only thing I remember is like there was me and the girl were like were like fucking chained up or something, and and just to, to something I don't know. By the one arm trans person, the Mexican guy. One of them, All right. you know. And uh, I think she was gag. I wasn't. And um, the Mexican guy started to go crazy, and he thought that there were people in the hall. I, apparently, at one point, there were people in the hall, but he's like, they're coming to kill us. So he dragged, like, a refrigerator over in front of the door, you know? Well, and you're handcuffed to the radio. Yeah, yeah. Are you was, clothed or unclothed? I was pretty sure I, mean, I was unclothed. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and it was like, I, every time I, like, tried to, like, get the you know keys were like i don't know amidst a bunch of chains and things um he'd be like be quiet you know and he was just like he the shadow people were out there wow and it's like if you made any noise he'd like flip out man this is like some narco satanico type of shit it was pretty insane and it was just like I, it was there and then i just was sitting there for at least an hour with this with this girl <laughs> what, what were you doing i mean were there, was there music being like goodbye horses playing in the background no, no or? music there was just like, he so had, to, he had to be silent. You're silent no, for an hour. Because there were people outside that were going to kill us or whatever the fuck he believed. What was the one-armed trans person doing? In the bathroom being a weirdo. I don't know what they were. They were real dicey. Yeah, this they were very, very lynchy and yeah, the, the, the one-armed. Uh, yeah. Tra- yeah. So um, eventually I like, I got the keys. I actually got myself out. I was able to like drag the keys without making too much noise because if you make too, it was like a video game. It was like a thing in a video game, like if you make like a stealth game, <laughs> like you know, if you make too much noise, the guy catches you or whatever. Was he just standing by the door looking at the peephole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're waiting until his back like, was turned, and then you went and got the yeah, keys. Yeah, and if you made any noise, he'd flip out, and I'm like, could you get the quiet? But if you could just, and he was like all like raged out. Like hulking out and shit, you know. Jesus I mean, he just Christ. literally dragged the fucking refrigerator across the room like it was like it was a fucking toy. I don't you know? know if this is embarrassing or horrifying. Is there an embarrassing part coming? It was a little up? embarrassing. Okay. All right, it's yeah. gonna. <laughs> <Man> <laughs> hor- this is fucking scary. And horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eventually, I managed to 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 you know get a you loose. freed yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, peace out. It's been fucking insane. And then he just left. And I left. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. That's what, what happened to the woman that was chained up? I I, I unlocked her. Oh, you unlocked her yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. Not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? Peace, you know? Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's some weird shit. Yeah. And then what happened after that? Did you ever talk to any of those people? No. Oh, no, my God. No. Because the girl, she was something weird about her. I think she was like a little or she was like... Would you say it, she was a little? Like I, a dwarf? No, a little. Oh, okay. Where they like, she, they she wanted like, to be treated like an infant or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that is weird. There was too. something weird about it. it. Her that just really squicked me out, <laughs> and I want to, you know, well, maybe it's the people she hangs out with. Yeah, it might be a little skeevy. Even it's though it's weird. like she was the only like 
you know, I don't know. She she was the one, I, the main person I was interested in, obviously. And um, but when you're on meth, it's like, you know. But was it one of those things where it's you're like, re- you're you're more open, let's just say, <laughs> open you're to more, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, it was one of those things where it's like, I'll have sex with you, but you got to hang out with my friends too. And you're like, she's uh, like, no, I got a bunch of people here, and I'm like, great. Oh, all right. Uh, a group scene that's Ooh. more than merrier. That's I'm hot, that's hot. You know, you're into some weird shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. No, it, it was it was fun until the fucking insanity. <laughs> you know, because it's because my my you know my motto. I have many mottos, and one of them is just like the the people that believe that the shadow men are actually there. They're the people you need to be afraid of. Yes, because everybody you're, you're you've been up for three up. days. You're on meth. You're seeing hallucinations. Everybody happens to everybody. You know, but when you start believing they're actually there, that's when shit's when gone. you're hearing the voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, you're chained up. I would have been kind of freaking out about that. Yeah. What was the girl doing the whole time? Was she just digging it? She was into it? I don't know. God, she was weird. making noise. I mean, she was gagged. She was making noise, though, so I don't know. I think she wanted out, too. Wow. But she was a real weirdo, man. So did you leave with she her? She frightened me. She tried to leave with me, and I was like, I don't... Please stay away from... Like, I, like I, she actually... Something about her, man. I don't know. I got a weird vibe. You're like, stay with the David Lynch actress. Yeah. I mean, I was real off. fucked up, so I could have been insane, but I, she, I got a weird vibe from her, man. Wow. Yeah. God. Yeah. And that's a typical Saturday night, people. <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird story. My sex life is way more boring now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think that's more horrifying than yeah, yeah, embarrassing, yeah. but still. Yeah. Anyway, thank yeah. you, Schlitzy, for asking that. Opening up that, that can of worms. Actually, Schlitzy just, just typed, uh, my next relapse, I'm flying out to you, Harrison, and we are going to go deep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then yeah. your embarrassing story is yet to come. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People call Sick Girl Hotline 323-522-4032. Um, best way to support the show, become a Sick and Wrong patron. Uh, every week, as you mentioned before, we're releasing like 30 to 40 minutes of bonus content, one extra story, bunch of extra phone calls. And that, that's one thing too. Uh, when people call in, we can't play all the calls. We get a lot of calls. Mm. And so uh, the calls, that, that, that the overflow that we don't actually play on the show, we usually play on Patreon. So on Patreon, we actually have, a, like this week, we have some, some pretty good calls. Mm. A guy named Berger called in, um, blanking on the other ones. But anyway, yeah. calls that don't make the regular show usually go on to Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash stickandwrong, uh, you can access uh, an extra article and a bunch, of, uh, a bunch of phone calls. Also, people have been asking, uh, new people who have signed up, like, how can I get your book or how can I find the archive episodes? You know, it's all tagged. Yeah, it's all so tagged. So if you just do a search for like Golgotha or play something dancey, you'll find it. It'll yeah. pop up. And archives. Video archives are tag. I think there's a book tag. And yeah, something. there's book tags, yeah, yeah. video tags. So, you can you can search based on that. I've been meaning to put the new Brooklyn Gladiator up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we do have some more stuff coming up. Yeah. I'm actually supposed to post some new archives this week. And we do appreciate yeah. everybody that uh, supports the show on Patreon. Also, Blue Balls is a myth. Yeah. Just, just so you know. Blue Balls? Yeah, it's a you myth. You get Blue Balls? No, it's a myth. You've, wait, when you ejaculate, you're actually losing chi. Okay. You've never like. You see it as your chi, and you're losing it. You've never like not been achieved orgasm with a girl, and then it just kind of hurts, and then you go no. home masturbate, and I've had that happen. I mean, many sometimes times. it's like, oh man, I would like to ejaculate, but it doesn't hurt. You know, yeah, it doesn't feel comfortable. Maybe it's psychosomatic, but yeah, I've had I've had it before where it's yeah. like, yeah, I've, like I, I just didn't have sex. We made out and everything. Mm. Sex didn't happen, which is fine. But then I went home and jacked off to like relieve the pressure. I don't get pressure. 
I don't know. It's, it's like you're still horny and you might want to jack off when you get home, but you know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking that up. I think it's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, also, a lot of these people, you don't want to ejaculate around these people. You don't want these people ejaculating around you. I in the situations to, I was in. Okay? I was about to say, I would not want to you be really ejaculating yeah, yeah, there. No, no, no. No, no, no. So. With the creepy Mexican yeah, and the yeah. one-armed trans woman. Who yeah. knows what's going to happen with your semen? <laughs> uh, finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Um, so I went to the MC5's 50th anniversary show on Friday at the Ford Theater. And I got to say, I mean, it's cool. It was cool that, you know, that that, that, that band existed. But it was a very bizarre experience. First of all, I was one of the youngest people at that show, which is weird. Like I was, one, I was, def, I was definitely one of the younger people in that audience. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to, when I did that radio show in New York, I got free tickets to all those kinds and of shows. Go, yeah, and, it's and so I was odd. often the youngest person there. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Yeah. And I gotta say, it was it was a little hokey at times. Um, however, it was still kind of cool. So Wayne Kramer. Is the only like I think surviving member of that band. Yeah, he had Kim Thale on guitar, the guy, you know, guitarist from Soundgarden. Billy Gold, who was playing bass from Faith No More. Uh, the guy that uh, that sang was a Zen Gorilla. Do you, know, do you ever know that band? Zen Gorilla is like a San Francisco kind of noise band. Mm. But the guy Marcus Durant, who's the lead singer, looks a lot like Rob Tyner. He's huge. He's got like crazy, uh, crazy fro. He was great. You know who all the fucking members of MC Five are. Well, Rob Tyner and Gene Kramer. Christ. These are the guys that were playing in the show. Right. It wasn't the only surviving member of MC5 is Wayne Kramer. Everyone else is dead. I just they still think it's weird. You know their names. <laughs> They're a good band. They're a great band. Yeah. Very influential. And then uh, on drums, they had Brendan Canty from Fugazi and Matt Cameron, who was a drummer from uh, Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, which was kind of an odd mix. Hmm. Um, but it's just weird looking at these guys because, like, do you ever see Fugazi back in the day? Were you ever a fan? I was a fan. I never saw them though. The Fugazi used to play a lot back in uh, Michigan, like on the East Coast. Five dollars. It was always five bucks. And so, like, I, I guess I just forgot about the drummer. And about, he looks like an old dad. Mm. I mean, it's just all those guys look like yeah, old guys. Yeah. Especially Wayne Kramer. Wayne Kramer kind of looks like, it's sort of like John Waters, actually. Yeah. It kind of looks like that. Um, and Kip Thale kind of looks the same, like from Soundgarden. But anyway, uh, it was it was cool watching that band. It was one of those shows like because you're in L.A. There's tons of famous people there. So like Duff from Guns N' Roses played a couple songs. Dude from the Afghan Wigs played a couple songs. And there were all these famous people that kept coming out. But it was just it's a weird experience all in all. Like the Ford Theater, it's this weird like Christian theater up by the Hollywood Bowl. Okay. So it was a very weird thing. Anyway, it was cool though. At one point, Wayne Kramer started going off about how. We have a, a rapist on the Supreme Court, and now we've got a rapist in the White House. I mean, we have a rapist in the White House, and now we've got a rapist on the Supreme Court. And the only way to get him out is to vote. And they just started making this like spontaneous vote song. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was kind of hokey. That's actually not the only way to get him out. The only way to get him out is death. <laughs> <laughs> that works, too. I'm not encouraging that. I'm just saying. Just saying, guys. That works, too. Now, yeah, yeah. now you're going to get the FBI after us, all right? It's true. I mean, they're in there. It's a right, lifetime appointment. Yeah. You could also, like, you know, say some kind of incantation and put them into, like, another dimension. Yeah. Which well, would be do, cool, okay, too. Okay, yeah. Don't I think mammal. banish them to a different dimension. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to end the show here with uh, MC5's Looking at You. It's a damn fine song. Good band. If you don't know that band, you should check them out. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 656. Till then, take it sleazy.